Well, goddamn, Josh, nobody wanted to come and fucking hang out tonight. Oh, what the fuck? Will's got to fucking work. I don't know what's going on with Ben. Hey, guys, I'm here. Oh, shit, you weren't oh. supposed to call him yet. Oh, shit, sorry, Ben. Um, never mind. Was... Hey, buddy, what's up? How you doing? You're a bunch of cocksuckers. <laughs> no, no he's a cox. Oh, Will's the sucker. I know. I'm just a ucker. But Will's the sucker, so that would make y'all cocksuckers. That could be their tag team name. The Cox Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So how'd therapy go today, my man? Fucking horrible. Today was my assessment review because I go back to the orthopedic doctor on Monday. Uh, so it was about a two-hour session. Beat, pull, prod, jerk, jacks, all that good stuff. Not in a good way. Okay, uh, so she fucked you. It wasn't me. It was on. I wasn't even there. Hey, fuck me. <laughs> she fucked me. Uh, good news, range of motion has increased. Bad news, strength and pain has not decreased. Strength has not increased and pain has not decreased. So... Uh, it didn't take any of the swelling down, so it looks like when I see him, Monday he's probably going to send me for another MRI to make sure what he's working with because he's going based off my post-op neck operation uh, MRI. So probably get another one of those. Be looking at surgery somewhere around the 4th of July. Wow. Well, damn, man. Hell, it's been, you've been, you're going through the ringer. Wouldn't be the first time I had my tonsils out uh, 4th of July week when I was 10. <laughs> no shit. 4th of July is your yeah. surgery day. Yeah, good thing about it was, though, you know, I'm old as shit. So back then we had an icy truck. That motherfucker would come like, mama bought me like seven ices at a time and just put them in the refrigerator. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. So I'd eat them and then when I got to where I didn't want any more, she put them in the freezer. So I had them for the rest of the night. So that was a good sight. Actually went to Riverbend that year too, saw Sweethearts of the Rodeo and Reuben McIntyre. Wow. Oh damn. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, back when that place was worth the shit. Yeah, right. Right. Well, the only thing better than a good icy I just found a uh I think your daughter left a gift certificate over here for a free dozen glazed donuts. She probably did. We got them hanging out to ass. Yeah, I just happened to find one in the couch just now, so we got a free dozen donuts. Yeah, I still got like three or four in the drawer over here. Nice. Donuts. You got to support your kids schooling and stuff. <laughs> your mama sure cared about your schooling, boy. What's up, fuckers? What's up, guys? <laughs> Hola, como esta, people? Welcome to the Turn the Buckle podcast this week. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Ben fucking Thrasher. Honestly, no. it's been fucking Thrasher now. Well, yeah, it's been that, fucking Thrasher. Well, that's, that's the name Drew gave me on the podcast. 
right? Actually, my podcast is Holy Shit, Ben Fucking Thrasher. Yes. It does. Then the second one said, Holy Shit, more Ben Fucking Thrasher. So, (laughs) (laughs) I just got a message that work was hotter than the devil's toenails today. Okay. Pretty hot shit. I guess that's pretty hot. That's really fucking hot. (laughs) Is she a little warm? Uh, On the whole Drew note real quick. The whole uh, note. The Drew note. The whole note? Yes. I used to go to the swole note, baby. Swole, baby. Big swole. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, Drew's tattoo he used to have on his calf. Uh Uh-huh. Was Odie with the wrestling belt. Right. The belt said Triple X. Right. I was with him when he got it. Well, we, uh, you know, the cat had her kittens. Uh-huh. Well, last night, Jennifer decides that uh, she's going to gift me one of the kittens for Father's Day. So, for Father's Day, you got some pussy. Yes. <laughs> But not the kind he is hoping for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, she was going through and she said... That was a church league home run. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I served that up for you. Right over the plate. Yeah, you did. But she said uh, she wanted to get uh, a name for pears because she was going to keep one of the little... She was oh, going to keep one of the little saying. white ones. Oh, that's all I was saying. You know, I told you that I was watching the pay-per-view back, right? Yeah. All right. Question. Who okay. has the better tan, Tom Latimer or Tim Storm? Oh, okay. God. I'll say yeah. Tim. I think they go and they tan in the same room like them two they chicks from... great tans, but not where they've turned to orange yet. I think they tan in the same room like them two chicks from uh, Final Destination 2 or 3 or whichever <laughs> one it was. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Cardona's got a pretty good tan over there. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Okay, finish your story. He just walked out, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a tan man. <laughs> tan man. Thorn's face, and I was like, damn, that's a tan man. <laughs> Billy Corgan in here looking like powder. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> on, Especially that I actually sh- said that, remember, Jason? Yeah. But no, she uh, she decided she was going to keep one of the little white kittens. The other white kitten's going to go to her granny. Right. So she gifted me. So she gave me one of the... Uh, orange kittens uh-huh. and she was going through and she's like trying to find like names for pairs because whenever she gets two animals at the same time she likes to kind of try to pair the I names up name for pairs what bradford <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one that bad jokes are funny oh yes but now she decided since it was orange we was going through and she's like What's the kid from the Andy Griffith show? I said, Opie. She's like, yes, the re- the orange one needs to be Opie. So she decided like Opie and Opal for the white one. Okay. And then I was thinking today and she got home from work. I said, hey, I'm changing the name of my cat if that's okay with you. She's like, what? I said, you named it Opie? I said, what about Odie? So my cat is now Odie in tribute to Drew's tattoo. Nice. That is awesome. Little uh, trivia fact here. Do you know what? Uh, it, he didn't spell it as Odie like they did the dog. It oh, I know it was O D. You know what that stood for, right? Yes, I used to have the sign hanging up in our closet. There you go. <laughs> that 
That's why he had Triple X on the belt. Speaking of orange cats, uh, my orange kitten, well, Kenzie's orange kitten, Rocky. Yeah. He's uh, he's turning darker now. He's not as orange as he was. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, sad news. I don't know if Jason told you, Josh, yet, but the first cat we brought into the house. Uh, you know ever, the big cat that we always saw when uh, we go yeah, over there? Yeah. yeah, she was an ornery old bitch. She didn't like the kittens, and she was a typical cat. She'd love you when she wanted something, but if she didn't want no attention, you wasn't touching her. She lets you know it. But unfortunately, uh, our dogs got a hold of her yesterday. Mickey was on one end, Tuss was on the other, and we had to. We ended up having to put her down last night. Oh damn! How's, uh, how's your mama doing now? Set, but the worst part, anybody that knows me knows I'm a mama's boy. My mama was squalling, and I could not get her calmed down. So how's she doing now? Uh, She's better now. Um, you know, my brother had to come over. I don't have the strength in my hand to pull seven pounds of pressure to shoot the gun. So, uh, you know, ended up having to basically the cat never meowed, right? Uh-huh. She would hiss at you or just move her mouth like she was talking. Yesterday, she was meowing like, you know, help me, you know, put me out of my misery. Oh, it was, man. It was pitiful. Oh, uh, God. But, I can only imagine. We lost her. The the animal shelter here in Walker County is a fucking joke. Uh, Apparently, this isn't the first time they've done this. Dad said he's found like three or four cats that they've killed and a few other animals. So uh, if you guys have ever seen the dogs we have here, they're big fucking dogs. Yeah, they are. Uh, And I'm just afraid that, you know, I turn them loose, they come back. Uh, I'd be afraid if I just took them somewhere and dropped them off that they'd end up hurting or killing something other than, you know, a little animal. Right. Uh, so uh, the pound won't come get them because I told them they're personal pets. And I said, so if there's just dogs running through my yard and I feel threatened, you'll come get them. She said, yes. Yeah. All right, I'll call you back tomorrow. <laughs> find a way to beat them. I hate to, you know, I hate that for the dogs, but, you know, they're getting, that's what I was telling Jason a minute ago that, you know, I wouldn't even send him over to you guys because they're getting aggressive with Kylie when she goes out there. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe what they say about, you know, partial pits are true. Maybe they do have a bad gene in them, no matter how good you take care of them. Right. So that's a, that's a little disappointing thing we had going this week. But uh, we'll, get, uh, we'll get that fixed and get back on some positive stuff like some pro wrestling. Woohoo! Great segue. First. Do what? I said actually sports entertainment's first. Right. We'll go with news first. That way we'll kind of cover a little bit of everything. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, last week, uh, I, we wa- we all watched the first season of Power that we were all at. Yeah. Uh, yep. They changed some stuff up. With them doing the promo with Murdoch and Rush Freeman, I'm wondering that match was scratched from TV. Because they did the same thing in that promo that they did with, you know, in, on TV. Uh, but last week we had Ty Valkyrie versus uh, Taryn Terrell Taren on Terrell. TV. And the so, tag match. And the tag match with the Cardonas versus uh, Strictly, Strictly Business. Business. Latimer and Masters. Then on Saturday's episode of uh, NWA USA... Ah, uh, shit, what match did we have? Loomis and Mercurio. 
Loomis and uh, Curio cabinet. I actually got to see Our, some of. I got to see that one and saw us. I saw us a lot on that one. Yeah, so as I said, we was all over that one, and then the main event that show was the Victors, and I, I, I say and Colby. I think they might be a faction, but I don't know if they consider. I don't think he's a fixer. I think it's the fixers and Colby. Yeah, the fixers and Colby against uh, Rock and Roll One Eight Seven. It's a homicide, which we dubbed Rock and Roll One Eight Seven. And you see, right on the carrier looks at him, points at the sign. Do you hear homicide? Look at the sign. He goes, "That's fucking awesome." Hell yeah! Uh, Last night's uh, TV had, uh, and there's a bunch of interviews that we didn't see because they were done backstage. Right. Uh, last night's TV. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. What was the first match? Uh, main event was Tyrus and Sion. Uh, was that his name? Yeah. Sion, yeah. Against uh, the ill begotten uh, Plunky. Taylor and our friend Plunky. And. Uh, you know, we're all over that one for obvious reasons. Plunky. <laughs> right. So, you we know, need to hear a for Plunky because the crowd's dead silent. <laughs> we and need then, to get, uh, uh, since old uh, Alex Taylor, that's his name, right? Yeah, Alex. Uh, Plunky was saying he's living in Chattanooga. We need to talk to him about coming to RCW a couple times. Yeah, well, Plunky's going to come down and do some RCW too, so I figured we'd uh, get them both down. Hell yeah. Uh, but this week's TV had Camille meets uh, Kyle and King in ring promo. That was a good promo. Yeah, it was a good promo. Showed respect. Uh, I think I think Kylan will be your next women's champion. I think that's who she drops to. But I think Kylan does a full heel turn to win the title. Do a double turn? Nah, Camille's a babyface, dude. You heard the pop that crowd gave her. Yeah. Yeah. She's a heel that talks shit, or a baby face that talks shit. But if you notice the shit she was talking was standing up for her man, uh, that was a promo on Saturday's TV backstage where Tom Latimer's kind of apologizing for going off on Billy like he did. And she's like, no, no, no. And, you know, back to the way she was at TV. So I thought that hurt the pay-per-view. So I thought that was great. Right. And then, uh, you had, you know, we said the Tyrus and Zion, uh, the ill begotten, uh, Homicide and Jack Stane were both interviewed. We seen the Jack Stane interview live. That's where little Kofi Langston came out. Yes. Uh, I'm guessing hom- Homicide was a backstage promo. Kind of, uh, the week before on USA, Luke got a promo Hawks. And it's kind of setting up their feud or whatever. Gotcha. You know, because Luke in that episode of TV said he was coming for you. Basically, at the pay-per-view, the beatdown, uh, when the fixtures and Carino came out, uh, Luke said that he didn't check on Perry after that, PJ. So that's kind of where this is stemming from. Kind of a heel turn for Luke is what I'm seeing out of this. Okay. And you also had uh, Nick Aldis in action against Brett Boucher. <laughs> or as we called him. Buff Daddy Boucher. Buff Daddy, the water boy, Buff Daddy Boucher. All right, so let's, uh, let's do some news. Um, Josh, if you got your phone, you might want to call.
click on wrestling news source to see if anything. Well, you can't because we're on the phone. Well, I, I can still do it on the phone. How much battery have I got left? Oh, I got a little bit. Anything else come up or if you want to read anything into it? Uh, the first piece of news we got is the Vince McMahon situation. Yes. Um, here's my thing. It was consensual sex between the three parties involved. He paid her hush money out of his own money. Not WWE money, Vince McMahon money. Why is there an investigation at all? Uh, the way it, the way I'm hearing and what it's sounding is the fact that the hush money was paid out of his money, but after the relationship started, he doubled her salary out of WWE money. Well, she's probably worth it at that time. Maybe. She's a she was a lawyer, right? Yeah, uh, paralegal. Uh, paralegal. Yeah. Okay, that just means guys, she could take good dictation. <laughs> there you go. And we've been turned to buckle podcast. Thanks for enjoining us. We just got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm just saying, in this woke society, some things I get, some things are bullshit. Agreed. He's done way worse shit than this before. This is Vince true. has been sleeping with the boys and the girls for years. You don't believe me? Dig Ronnie P. Gossett up and ask him. <laughs> you heard the stories, Jason. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, so, eh, is it newsworthy? No. So he's not CEO of the company anymore, but his daughter is, and he's still running creative. So tell me what's changed. He's Nothing. still CEO of the company. It's she's just... In name. She's just... They're well, putting her company. out as the CEO just so they're like, no, see, we got a woman, so I love women. Even if they do push him completely out, she becomes full-on CEO of the company. He's still running creative. What has changed? Nothing. Exactly. Well, if they push him out as CEO and give her full time, then she could push him out of creative and give it to Hunter. Hunter. But she wouldn't. Sure. If it was Jane, she would, or he would. Yeah. See, I don't know. I think Stephanie would because she stepped away. She wanted to get away, and then they brought her back in because of this bullshit. But do you think this is why she stepped away? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, you might be right with her having three daughters, you know, him, you know, admitting to cheating on her mom all this time. You might be right. Yeah, I think she, uh... There could be some stuff she might not have known about. Because apparently on the broken, or on the Pat McAfee show, he referred to Linda as his ex-wife. Right, so they're together in paper only. They're not together, quote-unquote. Yeah, I don't think they're living together. So, I mean, I'm eager to see how this plays out. Uh, does it change the face of wrestling? No. Only with Jason that's true. If Stephanie kicks him out and gets creative to Hunter, and Hunter has full control of creative, you know, still, maybe with a writing team. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Someone has left the writing team. Yep. Um, but, you know, does that go back to... Can we expect WWE, if it's under Hunter and Stephanie, to be as good as NXT was? Yeah. We can hope so. 
See, I think so because I think Hunter has ideas and he'll go and he'll do what he thinks is right. And a lot of times what he thinks is right is actually good for the company. Right. But is he physically able to handle that kind of stress and stuff now? Uh, that's a good point. I feel like he'd be limited. And if Steph saw him getting sure. too much, she would push him back. That's why I would have more variety it's, with him. Any kind of health issues late in your life like we are. And, I mean, granted, he's in way better shape than I've ever been in my life. But it still, it weighs it weighs on you. Uh, it weighs on you, especially, you know, another thing we're different in is, like, you know, I'm worried where my money's going to come from because still don't hurt anything from disability, not hurt anything from unemployment. I've only got so much left in the bank worried about my girls that's something he doesn't have to worry about but he still does because you know no matter how much you have you're still concerned about the future as a, as a parent right you know you got to think college for you know two to three kids you got to think you know you got to think long term so is it worth to him the stress of being over creative or would he maybe just want to go back and revamp nxt and Make that his baby again. Yeah, you know he could. He's done it before. I think. It but might. either way, either way, I won't. Oh damn! Got the Braves game on. Darno is second in voting for catcher. Contreras second for DH. Nice. Ozzy, of course, is out. Dansby second for short. Acuna second for outfield. And Duvall is taking it for outfield. Nice. I so, voted for all of them. Yeah, well, vote. That'll change the vote because, uh, I mean, Contreras and Bryce Harper's not close. Harper's got 1,059,433. Williams got 584,630. But to be only your your first full year in the league because he only played half a year last year. Right. That's impressive. Well, you can vote five times a day, and I put in five ballots with all Braves. So Me too. So hopefully they'll get in there. Even if they don't start, we'll get some Braves in the All-Star game this year. Yeah, hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of eager to see where this plays out with uh, the whole bit, Stephanie Hunter. Uh, apparently Bruce Pritchard watched one of the sex escapades. It's something they were talking about on Cornette's podcast. Oh, damn. Cornette said, I don't know if that's serious because I've never known Bruce to be that fun. <laughs> which I popped for. He said he didn't even want Jenna Jameson in his hot tub in the 90s when she was hot. Oh, hell. So, kind of eager to see the shakeout from that and where that goes. Uh, well, Laurenitis is out, and Pritchard's uh, took over his head of talent yeah, relations. Place. Now, apparently, a lot of people are not happy about him being there. Well, they're happy Laurenitis is out because most people don't like him. But they're just like, right, well... That, Bruce is a yes man, so we'll see how that works with creative going or with uh, you know talent relations going forward. Because he had the job before, right? And they took it away from him, and gave it to good old Jr. years ago. Best decision ever. Um, we'll we'll see where that one goes. Uh, next thing this week, boys, is the last push for Forbidden Door. Are we still watching it Sunday? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, hopefully so. Well, uh. We'll have to see what's going on. I know uh, more than likely, yeah. Okay. We'll uh, get the last push on that. Apparently, this will flow into this other one. Uh, apparently, according to Brian Alvarez, 
Daniel Bryan will address his immediate future tonight on Dynamite. He said from what he's hearing, concussions are going to keep him out of Forbidden Door. And possibly blood and guts. Right. So, hurry up, wait and see on that one. Uh, you know, uh, I'd say they're probably going to start the show with that because you've not seen Bryan. Well, you've not seen Bryan since Double or Nothing. Yeah. Since that match. Right. Wonder if that match so, fucked him up. Uh, you know, usually I'm going to get starting with a promo, but this one I think would be okay uh, because you would you'll get your answers. Either, yeah, what you're hearing is true or no, it's bullshit, and I'm going to fuck Zack Sabre Jr. up. But yeah. We'll see with that one. Yeah, wait, if it's uh, sad, you know, you get your you get your disappointing, sad things out of the way, and you can bump back up. Right. And if he's not there, hopefully we find out, start finding out a more finalized card, which... You know, they're kind of putting updates out. They are going to have one women's match. I don't know if you guys seen that. Yeah, it's a Thunder but and Tony for the women's title. All AEW. Well, yeah, because yeah. New Japan doesn't have women. Yeah, right. it's more stardom and shimmer. Uh, I would be pissed if they did uh, have a women's match that was cross-promotional because you're not hyping up stardom versus AEW or Joshi Pro. You're hyping up New Japan who does not have women wrestling. So right. I'm glad they did that. We'll get more on that match once we get to the AEW reviews. Uh, I got a few things to say about that one. Uh, the tie into what we were talking about first, a member of the writing team has left. Uh, Mick Foley's son, Dewey, mm-hmm. has left WWE. Okay. Uh, I didn't click on it to read it. Did you, Josh? Yeah, um, I clicked on it. I read through it a little bit. Um Basically, he it was frustration because he got tired of writing stuff down for it to be tore Ditching up. wrestling ideas and getting told no. Yeah. So, he said he did like his time there. He did, you know, he didn't outright bury them or talk shit. But he just said it was frustrating to have to come up with so many ideas before it all just get thrown away. Look for Dewey to be writing for a smaller company here soon, whether it be Impact, uh, NWA, or maybe even AEW uh, or MLW. I don't think he's done in the business by far. No, he had some... He was, I think he was the head writer of 205 Live at one point, and I think... Yeah, uh, Road Dog has put him over. Uh, so has uh, Triple H about having great ideas for someone that's never been in the ring. But, <laughs> again, I've made the point over and over that you don't have to get to the top of the business to know the business. Right. I mean, look who his dad is. Guys, you know, I talked about I'd love to get a, a, a job producing for NWA. Uh, I seen their agents the other day. It's like Billy Corgan, Nick Aldis, Bill Barons, Pat Kenny. Uh, and I was like, shit, those guys got tons of experience. Yeah. And I thought, well, fuck, I, I produce as much TV as Nick Aldis has. Might not be on the same level, but I know how to get the best out of the not-so-best talent. Right. And, you know, well, look I what just, you did with me for years. <laughs> you're phenomenal and you know it. Uh, that's just, that's just my thing is, like, you don't have to have been in the ring, or if you've been in the ring, you never had to headline WrestleMania or a big show to know what gets over. Right. Especially in a place like the NWA, that's my wheelhouse. That's, that's the style that I've wrestled at my whole exactly, life. Exactly, the old school. Even when we did bigger TVs, you know, I'm still wrestling that, you know, I wrestled that same style at Wildside. I wrestled that same style for Bird. I wrestled that same style at NACW, and it got over because I kept getting booked. Right. Uh, even it feels uh, local TV. 
we really wrestled that style. No, no doubt. I mean, think about how many times did we wrestle for the TV title and uh, you beat me, but I never lost my belt because that ten, you couldn't beat me in 10 minutes. I couldn't beat you in that 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah, so it's one of those things. But uh, let's see, we're, we already talked about Brian being pulled. Apparently, uh, the bunny, Allie, is hurt. So many injuries here lately. Yeah, and I didn't click on it to read it either. Uh, you know, I, I don't really like reading about people's injuries. Uh, right. I just, uh, you know, hope, pray that she gets better and healthy and gets back in the ring so she can get better in the ring. Right, and she has um, been slowly but surely. She's been doing She's been doing better the last few matches I've seen of her. And I think it's the quality of the girls that AEW has. I can see that, helping her step her game up. Yeah. Back, back up to what we were talking about in Knoxville, you know, about like Chelsea Green. Uh, I wasn't a fan of hers in the in the first run at Impact because I thought that all their girls, with the exception of Gail Kim and Mickey James at that time, were really green and inexperienced. Right. But once they've got out and got seasoned, they've grown on me. Uh, unfortunately, got another injury to report from AEW. Uh, Buddy Matthews has a shoulder injury. Uh don't know if it's going to keep him out of blood and guts. If they're used in blood and guts, doesn't look like they're going to be used on Forbidden Door. He's definitely not. Uh, of course, Malachi Black will win tonight because Penta can't go and right. wrestle at Forbidden Door. So, uh, again, that's one I need to click on. I just thought we'd talk about it. If Josh had read it, we'd talk about it a little more in depth. Yep. Uh, did we talk about lethal off air earlier? We, we talked about it off air. We hadn't talked about it on here so yet. So Jay Lethal was supposed to be on Ric Flair's podcast today. He knows show. Conrad put out a press release. And this is why I say work. Because Conrad put out a press release. So did Flair. Conrad was professional, didn't know what was going on. Flair cuts a promo. He said, Is he gonna hear this? Well, I don't care if he hears this. Uh he wants to be involved with the show, and even though I'm co-owner of this venture, I can't put him on the card, so he got his feelings hurt. My theory is total work. My theory is FTR and Flair against Rock and Roll Express and Jay Lethal, because Jay Lethal is booked to be at the Roast Rick Flair doing the Black Machismo gimmick as, you know, representing Macho Man at the Roast. Right. That's my take on it. Is that I think it's I think it's a word to build anticipation, and if it is, I think it's a good word because not most of your wrestling fans are going to go in depth on these things as we are. Uh, and the last piece of news I got was late last week the news broke that Sasha Banks had been released, but I've yet to see it confirmed. Well, there's so many different stories about that. They talked about that on. Uh Russell talk that I listened to this morning. They said it came out that she was released, and then a few different reports were saying no, we hadn't heard that. And then internal at WWE said they were told not to make creative plans for her. And then, uh, more with everything that's going on now, female related. They, if she's asked out of her contract, they should let her out. That's going to be points in their favor. I agree. Uh, Josh, you got anything else news related? Uh, no, nah, not really. 
Well, I got a little bit more on the local level. Tyler messes me today. Uh, the roof is being put on the nice. new building. And they are working on the ceiling on the inside where it's not leaking. Once the roof gets put on, they will be able to take, uh, patch those areas and, and start painting the inside. The entryway is uh, built. They just got to put the raft there. Uh, unfortunately, smaller venue, the screen won't be able to go over the entranceway. But he's talking about putting a TV there, so we'll have an uh, entrance TV, and the screen will be on the wall, so we'll still get our Titan, our little video screens when we come out. Nice. Uh, but entryway looks badass. Uh, I'll send you guys the picture if I still got it. But they are making headway at the new building, so super excited for that. Heck yeah. That's, a, that's awesome. That's all I got for news, so... Yeah, want to take a break. We'll come back with sports entertainment review. Uh, no, nah, we ain't got to take a break. We can go ahead and just go straight into it. We'll just make this one long section right here. Uh, uh, I'm sending this to you guys as we speak. Give me just a second. This the entryway picture? Yeah. Okay. So NXT from 614 last Tuesday, uh, Creed Brothers defend the tag titles against Edris and Foley. Edris and Foley. Yeah, that guy. And Malik Blade, uh, they retain the titles. Fallon Henley defeats Stephanie Stratton. Wes Lee defeats Zion Quinn. The Druids. Uh, Joe Gacy's Druids defeat Dante Chen and Yavier Burnell. Who? Yeah. Yavier Burnell. Yavier Burnell. Javier. Javier. Burnell. Never heard of that guy. I've not heard of him. Duke Hudson for the NXT heavyweight title. Giovanni Vinci defeated Guru Raj. Okay, Guru that's Raj uh. An impact. Yeah, I remember him, but uh. It, it was just reversed. He was Raj Guru. The Giovanni Vinci. That's uh. Shit, was I'm working on? I think it was Fabian Eichner. Yeah, Fabian. They've uh, rebranded. Him. Yeah, this was his debut match. Uh, good over for him. They got Jock Peterson leading off. What? Yeah, Jock's leading off for the Giants. Oh, good lord. They must hope he can go yard because he ain't fast. Yeah, they're just hoping for home run after home run from the... Right. Then we had Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus two stacks and dimes. That's really what they list them at, so... Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this one was pre-recorded. That's why the one that got released was still on it. Because they were talking about recording, pre-recording some episodes of NXT. Uh, I would assume that would be why, unless they hired him back and it went under the radar. No, because last night uh, uh, I saw the graphic for uh, 
the match that Tony D'Angelo was in last night, and it would only have one of them with him. Okay. So apparently okay. he is still out of there. He just. It probably was a pre-recorded show then. Yeah. Plus, the main event was Cora Jade, Indy Hartwell, and Roxanne Perez versus Toxic Attraction. Uh, like I said, I think they're setting up for Indy versus Mandy and Cora and Roxanne against, uh, what was it, Jaden? Jaden and Gigi. JC. Well, they've, they've already announced Jason Indy versus Mandy. And, uh, Gigi Dollar for the tag titles. I think that's how it's going to cash in. Yeah, because they set it up. Again, this is from listening to Wrestle Talk today about NXT last night. Uh, Cora Jade and Roxanne uh, Roxanne come out, and uh, Toxic Attractions in the ring already, and they're saying how Roxanne has no chance at uh, beating Mandy for the title. Blah blah blah, and uh, they're saying that. They're wanting to go for the tag titles, not her go for the world title. They're, they're for the women's title. They just uh, they make it look like that's who she's going for. Then at the last minute, her opponent's Indy, and Indy's able to beat her, which I'd like to see Indy get a run for the strap. That's awesome. Your strippers can go yaya. Right. Shock struck out. Good. But uh, that ends uh, NXT from last week. That'll bring us to SmackDown for Friday night. Uh, you guys listen to Wrestle Talk. I don't know if y'all watched any of this. Like I said, I didn't do any backstage. I just did quick results. So I'm not anything or want to add to anything. By all means, throw in. But the very first segment was hype since all the news broke that Vince McMahon would be on SmackDown in character as Mr. McMahon. He comes out, and he's got this great walk and strut that has made so many funny memes here lately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the the, the one I sent you guys with uh, where he's dancing at Greece and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. But Vince come out, and all he says is, it's great to be here in, in Search City here. Oh, come on, RC. You got to play that better than that at third. But, uh. And then he basically recited what they just seen on the Titan Tron. Then, now, forever, together. And he left. Ridiculous. I thought it would be more than that, but that's all we got. So, uh, he did spike the ratings, though, apparently. He did, but, I mean, it was just one of those... The fact of him coming out, being that tone deaf about everything going on, he's going to come out on the show and even if he is you know playing the Mr. McMahon character that's Tornette wanted to come up like I did it I fucked the bitch I mean yeah I mean if it's gonna be something like that if he's gonna come out and just be straight up you know what yeah this is what happened it happened blah 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 you know make a statement you know you don't have to admit guilt just make a statement tell me you know, tell me why. Tell me what happened. Don't right. think we're not intelligent and know what's not not, not know yeah. what's going on. Back before the internet, he come out and made a statement about the, the steroid trial. He made a statement about the incident with Brett. He made a statement years ago about the ring girl. 
Okay, but if he was going to come out and make a statement like he did with Brett, what's he going to say? The bitch screwed herself? I, I bet she did. Because, <laughs> I mean, I Brett screwed Brett. On the desk. You get on that desk and play with that pussy. Play with it. Play with that pussy. <laughs> hey, fans. Can you get her to play with her vagina? <laughs> Can she ride my skateboard naked? <laughs> Shit. You're welcome. Oh, God, that was hilarious. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, Madcap Moss defeats Happy Corbin in, was, was it a happy match? It was a last laugh match. That's it, last laugh match. Okay, I actually saw this match. Okay, I caught the end of it. That makes sense now why Madcap said, I'm laughing last. I get it now. But he didn't because he laughed and then he left. And after he left, uh, McAfee gets everybody in the stadium to laugh. Right. And as he's leaving, the New Day comes out and laughs at him. And that the New Day got the last laugh, technically. I got excited for a second with that McAfee spot. Though. I thought, okay. Are they going to do something at, a, at SummerSlam, maybe? Yeah, Corbin and McAfee. I wouldn't mind seeing that. No, I'm a Corbin fan. Oh, I am too. Uh, even more after listening to Road Dogs podcast from this yes. from last week. Yes, where he he's the he wants to stay. He'd stay for what do you say, three four hours just working on stuff. Yeah, he would stay late listening, watching, learning. And he, the guys that did it just because that's what you they think they want you to do. He did it so he could learn. Right. Have you watched the Braves this year? Yeah. Have you seen these movie trailers that they do for the the guys? I've not seen them since they started doing those because they're doing them for the All Star game. Take two. It was Swanson and Albies as crime fighters. Oh, nice. Turning double plays. Uh, I saw a billboard with uh, for Acuna. Okay, I hadn't seen it yet. I don't remember where it was that I saw it, but it was just... Uh... Ah, shit, I don't remember. But it was a billboard for Acuna talking about uh, sending him to Hollywood. Okay. Let's see, uh, that'll put us at the second match was New Day versus Jinder and Shanky. Shanky uh, out there dancing again. Yeah, that big dude dancing is great. And I figured by watching it that Shanky's the baby face, Jinder's still a heel. That's the way it kind of seems, but I don't think they're going to split it up. I think they're going to wind up, I think they wind up turning Jinder baby face off of it. I, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think Jinder ends up embracing it and, you know, kind of doing like a Bollywood, uh, you know, maybe Bollywood dancing like the Singh brothers did. Yeah. I see something like that coming out of it. Because Jinder can be a baby face. I mean, Ellie was in, uh, oh, shit, 3MB. Yes. Listen to much Road Dog. I, I had three live crews stuck in my head. <laughs> oh, that's not it. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to the only Women's Money in the Bank qualifier match we have left, I think. That was a Sunday. It was the only one on SmackDown. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez beats Dana Blake. Blah. 
Baszler to qualify for the women's money in the bank, which is a week from this Sunday. Yes. Speaking of, we do need to find out uh, ASAP, though, about uh, Forbidden Door. Because we'll have to do an early cut-in where... Yeah, we got to do picks. Well, the three of us have to qualify first. That's right. Yeah. We will figure out something to do and figure out who needs to do the picks before Forbidden Door. uh, We do 21. Best two out of three on 21. First one to win two hands out of the three of y'all? Two hands. You're the the dealer. First one to win two hands uh, faces you at Forbidden Door. And then we'll have to turn right around and do it again on the next podcast for Money in the Bank. Sounds like a plan. Yes, sir. So we'll, uh, you got cards? Uh, no. Okay. I think I got a deck somewhere. I think I got some in my house. Okay. We'll figure it out. I think that, what do we do? Like, we could either do that or, you know, we could do paper, rock, scissors and do ones for the others whatever we'll figure something out if we don't have a deck of cards yeah something so we can qualify who's going against you and then really those two make their picks is really all we need like we can make them just for bragging rights uh, later as far as on air i think we just do the two going for the competition save us some time there too you know what i'm saying yeah and then you know, next Tuesday when we record, we'll have to turn around and do the same thing again for uh, Hell in a Cell. We could even do the old uh, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. How many fingers am I holding up? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going with. <laughs> Damn, Jeff. <laughs> I watched that not too long ago. Did you? Mr. Papa Giorgio. Mr. Papa Giorgio. Dad. Wait a minute, Russ. Dad. Wait a minute, Russ. Uh, those four cars, they're mine. Not here. Oh, it was such a good movie. Ah, uh, yeah, underrated. Oh, People definitely. But I, I liked it. Of course, I like all the vacation movies. I even like the uh, the one they did where, uh, you know, Clark's the grandfather. Yeah. Christina Applegate and what the hell is his name? Uh, was it Jason? No, it wasn't Jason Sudeikis. It was... Uh... Uh, what is his name? Oh, dude from The Hangover. Yes. He was Andy on The Office. Andy Bernard on The Office. Yeah, I can't remember his real name. I can't either for some reason. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I even like that one. And then the main event of SmackDown was for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the World. Okay. Reigns, defends, and retains against Riddle. Okay. It was a good match. It was a good match, but here's my gripe about it. If Riddle loses, he can never challenge for the belt again. That was a stipulation? That was a stipulation. Okay. So... You're going through and saying, oh, we have no competition. We don't have anybody that can wrestle against Roman. We don't have anybody that can take Roman on. What are we going to do with Roman? Why yeah, would you take Why would you take somebody out of the picture like that? Right, because you, you're having to bring Brock back for their seventh match. 
which, you know, happened after this match. Right. You're bringing Brock, Brock back to do a last man standing match at SummerSlam. And it's their seventh main event pay-per-view match. Lordy. Well, not only that, but you automatically know you're not going to get a title match at Money in the Bank. Dude, Flair and Steamboat didn't have that many. No. I mean, over the course of the years, they did, but not main event world title matches. Hell, Cena and Orton didn't have that many against each other. Rock and Austin didn't. No, they had three. They had three all at WrestleMania. I mean, they had more for the Intercontinental title, but it wasn't main events. No, for the world title at WrestleMania, they did that three times. 15, 17, 19. Yeah. Yeah, so. You didn't do it at WrestleMania, then do it at SummerSlam, then do it at Backlash and Insurrection and blah, blah, blah. and. Well, with you saying that, you know, that was a stipulation, the loophole in that is, you know, if he wins the money in the bank. He lost his money in the bank qualifier. Right. I mean, drastically lost it, too. Right. So that brings us to Raw from last night. Raw's actually pretty good. Uh, I was disinterested in Raw as soon as I saw Vince McMahon come out when I was up at your house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all he comes up for this time is to hop up Cena's uh, comeback next week. That they had already announced, but the announcers acted like they had no idea. Yeah. Now, why, if you're bringing Cena back, why didn't you bring him back to fight Roman? Because that match has already happened, though. Granted, it's only been once. Much as Brock and Roman has. Because they're bringing Cena back to go for Theory, the U.S. title. Yeah, they're going to put him over. Uh, Carmella wins a. I didn't. I didn't tune into this one. I caught the the promo after they came back from commercial with Becky and Pierce. Was it a four way or a five way that she won to become the new number one contender? It was a, a five way. It was a five way. Was injured. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up in news too. That Rhea Ripley has uh, suffered an injury, so she's out as number one contender. And they basically did put Carmella in the match because everybody else has something already. Okay, so she was the only one to win. She was the only one that, yeah, because uh, Becky and Asuka were going to do a Money in the Bank qualifier already. Right. So they just kept that match. So neither one of them was going to win, and I don't even remember who else was in the match. Liv and uh, another one who had already qualified the week before in a tag match for the Money in the Bank. Oh, it was Liv and Asuka, wasn't it? No, Liv, t- Liv and Tim with Asuka. No, but I mean, that's who it was. It was Liv and Asuka that was in the match, right? Yeah. So it was Liv, Asuka, Carmella, and Becky? Liv, Asuka, Carmella, Becky. Who's the fifth? There's one. No, Dewdrop. Yeah, it was Dewdrop. No, it was Alexa. No, yeah, Alexa, because Liv and Alexa qualified in a tag match. Right. The week before, yeah. Goddamn. I got you. Uh, and then uh, Becky gets the promo backstage about being screwed. Uh, Pierce gives her a match later tonight against Asuka. She's not happy because she's already wrestled, apparently. Who gives a flying fuck except Justin? Sean Ross Sapp. He'll send you another tickety-tock, clickety-clack. Again, 
I can send him the same money Justin sent him and have him shit all over Becky Lynch. Right. Trust me, somebody wants me to do a, uh, uh, what are they calling, a cameo, putting Becky Lynch over? Oh, I'll, I'll make it like she hung the fucking moon because I'm getting paid. <laughs> money, baby. Yeah, like we chanted it to pay for you that money. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that brings us to a match we talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, Money to Bank qualifier, Omos versus Riddle. It must have been really hot in that building. Omos sweating his ass off? Riddle sweating his ass off, too, bro. Look like a runaway slave. You're talking and about Riddle, been, right? And that yeah. Been... yeah, Riddle. <laughs> and that has been the Turn the Book of Podcast, folks. Nah, he was talking about Riddle. It's okay. He couldn't even catch his breath. It was just pouring sweat when he was out there leaning against the table after the match. You know, which brings Seth stupid. I hate, I hate this version of Seth Rollins. I love it. I hate it. Certain aspects I get into it. It's 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 pretty much him slowly going fucking insane because he's losing this or it's, it's just cheesy. It's cheesy. If he's doing, if he wants to do a gimmick to where he's slowly losing himself, he needs to study the Joker. Yep. And study the movie American Psycho. Definitely American Psycho. Yes, definitely American Psycho. What the this fuck? Right here is just him being annoying as fuck. I mean, there's nothing entertaining about it. Like the laugh is cheesy, the suits are fucking cheesy. Like it's just I don't like it. It's and, and I like Seth. I just, I, I like, I like the other versions of Seth better than what you're giving me now. This one is, it, it makes no sense. If it was logical and he followed a, a purpose, kind of like Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Right. Like you see that he's normal, but he's fucked in the head. Then I get it. But you don't, you just see him coming out and just, I, I, I don't get it. It's not for me. But he comes out, attacks Riddle, or berate. Yeah, he, did he attack him at first? Yeah, he threw him out of the ring. Belittle him. Riddle come in to cut him off. Ends up getting that ass whooped in the curb stomp. Yep. I think I found Jason's pop for the night. No, this is not going to be my pop for the night, but I keep finding. To me, it served no purpose, the afterbirth. <laughs> All it did, now that I know what you guys are telling me from SmackDown, to me, it further buries Riddle. Yeah. Yeah, which makes no sense. No, again, like we were talking, you're talking about how you have nobody to challenge, but Seth doesn't need money in the bank. You, you put AJ under when AJ could have wrestled Rowan and had a fucking banger. Right. Riddle could have worked him, and now you bury that. And then you further bury the guy after the fact. Oh, and did we cover? Yeah, we covered Orton's injury last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's your not pop? You want to talk about it real quick? Oh, I. You know, I said a minute ago I found the uh, donut gimmick. Right. Well, I just saw a little pocket in the couch that I'd never seen before, and I reached my hand in there. And there's like a shit ton of office stickers. Remember where you got that couch from. Be careful where you stick your head. Hey, now. Oh, God damn, your hand's going to be. 
puffy. You found any pictures in it? <laughs> no, but they are on the internet. You want to see them? No. Uh, Dave, I'm going to send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hate that they do that over and over again. It's like every week it's a combination of Street Profits versus Uso for the last month. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that they don't know how to do any angles besides doing that. Yeah. Right. You have the Usos work, you know, Los Lotharios. You have, you know, the Street Profits wrestle Gender and Shanky. I'm just throwing tag teams out. Well, the, have the, the Profits work the yeah. Lotharios and the Usos come out and cost them to lose. Yes, exactly. Bring the profits in, some local guys. Give them solid wins. Right. Same thing with the Usos, and have have the Usos go under to an unexpected tag team because the profits distract them right before they go home. Do it at it to go home. They don't have to wrestle each other because they're in an angle. That's Keith Hart booking. Oh God. You're in an angle. So you're you're gonna be in a three month angle. So you're gonna wrestle this guy every week. Okay, by the time we get to the blow-off, nobody cares because we've done everything we can do with each other. Hell, it was the same way working for Richie down in uh, Trenton when you and me worked Doug and Talon every week. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's lazy booking. It's it's putting nowhere, it's looking at your, it's right, this, this is the way I see a booking now because this is how I've seen it done locally. Write down the names of every guy that's there. Uh-huh. In columns of babies and heels, and then you cross them together. Lazy booking. There's so much, especially when you've got all these guys on the roster that you could be using. Yeah. Exactly, that don't get TV time at all. Exactly. But uh, let the Mysterios beat the Usos. It wouldn't hurt them. It wouldn't hurt that they're in an angle with uh, Beard Mahan. He could come. He could come out after that and stare the Mysterios down. They could hit him with a fucking dive. Boom. Uh, next week you could do a six man with Beer Mahan and the Usos versus Mysterios and uh, insert random baby face here. Right, Riddle, because he can't do anything else. Right. Uh, it's just stupid as fuck. Uh, but Doggett picks up the win over Jay Uso. Uh, Lashley won a gauntlet to face Theory. He beat. Gable, Otis, and I didn't see the third one. Theory was the third one. Theory was the third one. Okay. I don't like that either. No. That was stupid. You were saying beat your champion to get a title shot. The Um, only way I would have liked that is if Theory caused some way to uh, get Lashley DQ'd. Maybe a tribute to Eddie at that point. And then he's like, hey, man, you failed your gauntlet match. Then have Pierce be like, you know, you, you fooled him. It was, it was you. Owen wasn't here. <laughs> so you're going to give him a title match. But okay, it, it, it should have been three people, and Theory should not have been one. Theory could have attacked him after the third person. 
Or Lashley hits the spear and he runs in. Theory gets in the ring and, you know, hits his opponent or something. To... Right. Yeah, I mean, there's any way to do it, but I don't, I didn't like that at all. And obviously it should have been to where if you had Theory and three other guys the way it should have been, Lashley can go over, but he needs to get that ass beat at the end of it. Right. Because believe it or not, even though he's 6'2 and 295, he's a baby face. He's supposed to fight from underneath. That's what a baby face does. Yep. That brings us to a match that I'm going to have to go back and watch unless y'all tell me not to, AJ versus Ciampa. Uh, Short TV match. Yeah. Yeah. Ciampa loses. Uh, Hatton won yeah. since he's been brought up. Wait, this two, would this be like a pretty much a dream match? I would have gave them 20, minute, 20 minutes minimum. Well, they had too many twat segments. Well, they're bringing him up and they're making Ciampa him, you know, pronouns, pal. Yeah. Uh, they're bringing Champa up and they're turning him into like Miz's hired gun because he's doing you know dirty work for Miz because Miz was on commentary for some reason. So yeah. we get Miz versus a- again. And you know Champa, he's got to be the worst hired gun because he can't win. Yeah. Right. That's not somebody I was hiring. Hey Champa, come 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 lose. I quit paying him. Right. Miz just lost dancing with the stars. You don't have extra money. <laughs> I do like Miz and Miz stuff. Yeah, I watched Miz. that episode last night. It was pretty good. Miz is entertaining. I do like Mike Mazanin, and Maurice is fucking gorgeous. <laughs> yes. She looks better now than she did during her first run. You oh, know I why? Because the bitch had kids and got thick. True. I mean, the boobs have always been there because they're, they're not real, but... That bitch got okay. Big, Hold got on. Got hips. Hold on. Can you see him? No. You can't see her boobs. Oh yeah. You want me to go? You want me to go to xnxx.com to look at them? No, I'm just saying you can see him, right? Yeah. If they were in front of you, you could reach out and touch them, right? Yeah. Okay, them fuckers are real. Oh no, 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 they're fake. But you know my theory on fake boobs. <laughs> fake boobs need real loving. Because <laughs> let's not lie, y'all motherfuckers know as well as I do. If they had dick enlargement surgery, you don't need it. Y'all would be the first motherfuckers in line. Like, can I pay for this shit on Afterpay? Y'all got an installment program, <laughs> right? Yeah. QVC Easy Pay, my man. If you miss your I'd payment, they just shrink you. And I'd be like, "Sir, are you here to donate?" <laughs> I, couple inches at it, sir. Save some dick for the other people. Which is what they tell Will at Allen Gold's. Hey-o! Hey, that was a good one. <laughs> for those of you who don't live in the Chattanooga area, Allen Gold's is a gay club in town. And for those of you that don't really know, our friend Will is gay. I mean, who don't know that? We talk about it all the time. Hell, people that are just now listening to the podcast for the first time. Oh, Hi, new people. If you're out there. Oh, you better watch first base before he changes his mind on that one. That was a strike all day. <laughs> Dude, it hooked the corner. Contreras was slowly, or see was slowly walking. I was like, hurry, go, go, go. <laughs> I was looking at one of those last second, you know, strikes that pisses everybody off. Right. 
I almost uh, called you yesterday, by the way. If I would have felt better, uh, we'd have been in Atlanta. Okay. Tiffany Rocks posted she had two tickets and a parking pass for 50 bucks. She had. Yeah, but by the time I messaged her, somebody had dumped beat me to it. So I told her the next time her and Johnny don't want to use their season tickets to call me and we shall take them. Especially at that price. Yeah, no doubt. But they're up, they're upper level seats, you know, like where we sit. Yeah. But they're, uh, I think she said they were, they were on the same side, but I think they were down a section. Okay, so in the three instead of the fours. Yeah, 50 bucks for two tickets and a parking pass. We can't beat that. No, because that's... That parking that's, was 30 bucks itself. I was about to say, I think uh, the one that you gave me the tickets to that you couldn't go that I took Josh to, I think the parking the parking that time was like 25 or 30 Yeah, let's see where you and I parked at close when I paid 30 I with fees, it was like 32 50 Dude, I parked closer than that with me and Josh in a uh, covered parking garage for 25 Nice. Her parking is B9, so we'll have to look and see where that's at. And I told her next time, give me first shot. So hopefully she will when we go see a Bravos game this year earlier than we anticipated. Nice. Uh, so the main event, hold on. That Taco Soup is talking, boys. Uh-oh. Wow. Really, it, it wasn't really Taco Soup. Let me tell you what it was. Y'all like this. You know the charro beans? Yeah. Uh, that you get at uh, Abuelos? Yep. Right, it's those with ground beef and corn. Nice. So it's like a taco soup, chili with corn mixture. Nice. I'm down. Uh, crumble me up some queso fresca in it and some tortilla chips. It was good. Did y'all uh, eat all that apple jelly? I don't think so. What, uh, what apple jelly? Huh? What apple jelly? They brought like weeks ago. Jelly, I brought over from Marcella's old house, the homemade the mom can. Oh, I think we still got a little bit left. Okay, now I got pineapple jelly. Ooh. And homemade orange marmalade. Never been a big fan of the orange marmalade, but I do like the pineapple jelly. Ooh, I love the marmalade. You don't like the rind in it? I don't know. I've only tried it one time, and I was like younger than Emily. I'll bring you a jar to try. Uh, I like it. It's, it's good, man. It's really good. But uh, that brings us to the main event of Monday Night Raw last night was Oscar versus uh, Trash Bag Wrestler Cover Girl Big Flint uh, for Money to Bank Qualifier. And thank God Oscar won. I have a sneaky feeling somehow Becky's gonna worm her way into a mat into the match though. A last chance match or attack one of the people. I hope not. Or just pull a Brock Lesnar and come out when somebody else is about to win. I hope not. Then <laughs> we'll fucking cut the TV out. Uh we wanted to just keep going through all these and take the break. Yeah, we'll go ahead, uh Talk about wrestling now. Yeah, and then we'll take a break because I gotta go feed Dave. Dave. That brings us to Dominant from Wednesday night. We had Jericho versus Ortiz in a hair versus hair match. Uh, Jericho over. We all knew that was gonna happen. Uh, you can't cut extensions on live TV. 
<laughs> I do like his damn hair. I do like what Ortiz did though. I did too. Shaved it himself till he bled like Raven did in TNA. Yep. I did too. Uh, next we have Wardlow versus Twenty Security Guys. Twenty Security Guys. Yeah. It was what it was. Right, pinning the multiple guys at the same pinning time. Guys at a time, yeah. It was what it was. Wardlow is still over, so it don't fucking matter. Right. Uh, next is probably the best wrestling match I've seen in years. This was a Osprey and that was so God. fucking good. Tell me he doesn't be. That car was the best professional wrestler on television. Agreed. So dang good. He loves tag team wrestling and he will not leave the team. Nah, but he is so good. He's so fucking smooth. Everything he does makes sense. It transitions. It flows. It's no wasted motion. It's effortless. Like, he is fucking phenomenal. I say he can have a great singles career if they ever split up FTR in a good way. Yeah, if they ever split up FDR, he's not going to have to worry about having a job. He'll be a world champion. If Cash would have had to retire because of the that whole injury. injury when he caught his arm on the turnbuckle. Right. But that was freaky. Then Dags would have been fine. He wouldn't have had to worry right. about, you know, how I'm going to feed my family. Like. And that match works anywhere you go. That match works in WWE, maybe. It could, the crowd will respond to it in WWE. The ages may shit all over. The ages would love it, but creative may shit all over it. It would work in any version of NXT. Yep. It would work in It would work in Impact. It would work in Mexico. It would work in MLW. It would work in the revamped NWA. It works in AEW. It would work on the ends. That was the perfect professional wrestling match. Two guys on paper that should not click that well. No, I mean, total clash of styles. Agreed. But my notes say, wow, incredible. This is awesome. This is pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to Miro versus Ethan Page. Uh, qualifying match for the All-Atlantic four-way that will be at Forbidden Door. Uh, I fucking love Ethan Page. Uh, I love Ethan Page. We all knew Miro was going to win, but Ethan Page showed out in this match. Yeah, he did. He always does. He's another one that's so fucking good. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, he needs to be pushed better. Yeah, I hope they, uh, within the next few months, he, he gets up there. Uh, what I want is him and Scorp to start having problems. Uh, Page turn babyface, or Scorp can turn babyface, but Scorp take the, uh, or Scorp drops the TNT title to Ethan. That. That'd be nice. Yeah, we need to get some revitalization back up to the TNT title. That start stop yeah. stuff. With, with yeah, seven. and I mean, if you're not going to do that, take the title off Scorp and push them for the tag titles. Either do something with them together as men of the year, or split them up and push Ethan to the moon because he's great. He's got a great look. He's got the best tits in the biz. <laughs> uh, he can work with anybody. Point proven, he's had bangers with everybody he's worked. And Miro, who is a still kind of got a WWE style. Let's be honest, that's that's what he does. You know, brute power. Right. But the match is good, and Ethan held his own with him. Like I said, 
we all knew going into this that Miro was going to win. Uh, so it's Miro. So so far, it's Miro and who else qualified? Josh. Oh, uh, Pac. Pac. Miro Pac. It's probably going to be Malachi winning tonight, and, and then Ishii is you know, probably going to win the New Japan. You know it's Malachi because. Uh, can't, 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 can't do the New Japan show. Right. Because apparently New Japan has a deal with CMLL is why. That's that's the reasoning I found out. Uh, and then you've got the Japanese qualifiers that I haven't seen who won yet. Ishii won. Ishii. It's what Josh just said. I saw the two people in the match, and I'm like, Ishii's going to win that one. Okay, so... If it's me... I'm going one of two ways. If I put the tie, the AEW World Title on Moxley, ECE wins the All Atlantic Title. Okay. If I put the title on Tanahashi, I still may go with ECE. Could be interesting trying to get all your titles out of all the Japan hands. That'd be a good storyline to tell. Well, no, not only that. That way, you know, it keeps this it keeps this yeah. uh, agreement going. You know, because I told Will that Forbidden Door probably on a one-time thing with egos. I'm hoping it's not. So. Well, Tony Khan didn't talk about it on Busted Open Day. Because like Moxley can go to Japan and get the title back at their next big show. Right. right. But I would use Ishii to come over to America and vitalize that style. Yeah, I did hear Tony talking. I think it might have been on Busted Open that he wants to make the Red Door an annual event. Yeah, and he wants to uh, run a tournament in Japan too. So you nice. run it based with New Japan. You you know you've got to sell out. You go over there on your own and you draw. I mean WWE draws when they go there, but. Would it hurt to have that guarantee that you know you've got New Japan guys on your roster? Right. Right. Uh, that's just me. Like, if you're going to make this thing be a forbidden door, there's got to be something on these. The Brock Lesnar guys here tonight. Front row. Okay. Uh, but uh, I got to have a lot of there's money. Gotta be, there's got to be something different. Uh, Tanahashi's over enough that he could win the world title and not being able to cut great promos in English wouldn't hurt him. Right. I'm not 100% sure, but you can always you can always bring a Sonny Ono in to talk. That'd be awesome. I yeah. love Sonny Ono. So they are starting with Danielson's promo. Let's find out if he's going to be there or not. I'll turn it up so I can hear it a little bit. Okay, let's see. Uh, that brings us to Tony Storm versus Britt Baker. Tony Storm gets the win. My notes say finally they did something right in the women's division. Just don't have her job to represent in Forbidden Door. I mean, I see Rosa keeping it. I say Tony over. Even with all the sandbag rumors? Well, I think they're, uh, I know Thunder's been upset saying that uh, she hadn't been used right and she doesn't like the way her run's gone so far. 
So that's either going to have Tony being like uh, Tony Khan, not Tony Storm. I got you. But it'll have Tony being like, okay, I need to kind of placate her a little bit, so I'll give her a big challenge, let her have a good match. Because, I mean, still, as champion, she hadn't been on TV that much. Nope. It's still uh, like they're pushing the TBS title more than they're pushing the women's title. Could that be because of the way she's acting, though? Yeah, but can you do that and risk that? Well, that's the, the thing. Is she doing, are they doing that because that's how she's acting? Or is she acting that way because that's what they're doing to her? Either way, doesn't make it right as a talent. Right. You know, we, we're from the generation that, you know, come in, shake hands, find a corner, close your mouth, open your ears. You know, you don't bitch about your push. You don't bitch about your pay if you've not negotiated it. You know, we went through all that. Right. Um, but, you know... Her bitching about not being used correctly. Then all these rumors come out about her sandbagging with Fred, sandbagging with uh, Marina Shabir. You, do you pull the trigger now? Uh, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't either. That's why I kind of hope I don't have to pick for uh, Forbidden Door because... <laughs> I don't there, know where to go. Exactly. There's too many questions on Forbidden Door. This is going to be one where the person that wins is going to win like one to nothing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be out there. Uh, that brings us to the main event, which we all know was supposed to be a three-way. It was supposed to be the Bucks versus Jurassic Express versus the Hardys. The Hardys were supposed to win the titles. With Jeff issues, they pulled him out of the out of the match. So the Bucks win the tag team titles in a ladder match. Uh, match was okay, nothing spectacular. Uh, the best part of the match happened when Christian finally turned. That we've been waiting on forever. Right, and I, we figured it was going to happen when they lost the titles, but we thought they were going to lose the titles months ago. And we, you know, we called it. It just took longer to get there than we thought it would. Right. Uh, then that'll take us to Rampage. Uh, Mox versus Dante Martin started the show. Uh, Mox gets a win. Dante needs some size on him. He's the bulk up, but he's a star. Yeah. He's so fucking good, and he looks like Blake Griffin. Holy shit. <laughs> Have you not noticed that? No, but now that you say it, I can't unsee it. The first time I saw him, all I could think is Doc Rivers. Don't play Blake. Oh, the crowd just made a face. Hold on. Yeah, we're kind of listening to it halfway. Yeah. He just said good news and bad news. So we're a little bit behind you, I think. Yeah, he's 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 telling them now that he'll he's not gonna be able to wrestle at Forbidden Door, but don't 
don't think he won't come back. Then he cuts a promo that I broke my fucking neck and came back. Yeah, he just said out at Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. So that sucks, but we kind of figured that was going to happen. Yeah, fuck. Now he's talking about Eddie Kingston. Blood and Guts is next week, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. That's a fucking promo. That's a fucking promo right there. Okay, this person's taking his place at Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. Do what? He's picking his replacements. Don't don't tell us. Don't tell us. Let us see it. At Forbidden Door and for for yeah, Blood and Guts and Forbidden Door. Don't tell us. Who is it? He said he's technical. Oh, who is it? Go on, motherfucker. Who is it? I don't know. I'm watching. This is horrible podcast. We're just being quiet. Don't tell us. That's why I'm talking. The crowd said, who is it? Who? Were you like Come five on. minutes ahead of us? I know I'm going to spoil it for you guys, Josh and Jason, because I'm ahead of you, but it'll be good for the podcast. Here we go. Oh, what a dick. He said, they're ch- who? He said, I come out of the bad guy tunnel. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay, he's not saying who it is. the best technical match of your lives. Who could it be that's that's who could it be that's technical that could go with Saber? Oh shit. It's gotta be somebody who has a good Jonathan Gresham. That'd be good. Yeah. Because he's cleared now he wrestled Jade Monday night in a fucking badass match. <laughs> Where y'all at? He just said I came out of the bad guy tunnel. I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah, that one tickled me. So I went to wrestling news. Right, I'm gonna say Damon Goey. Y'all finish up. I'll be back. Davey. All right. Where you going? Josh is having. He's taking Davey to feed him real quick. So he'll. He's gonna leave his phone so we can keep going. Are you coming back? Yeah, I'm coming back. We're going to eat real quick and come back. Well, hold on. I just got breaking news. Rhea Ripley suffers brain injury, gets her teeth knocked out. You say brain injury? Yeah. <laughs> I went to press a news source to see if there was any kind of spoiler on the Brian situation. Not yet. Oh, hey, Zack Sabre came out. Rhea Ripley was originally scheduled to face Bianca at Money in the Bank for the women's title, but was moved due to injury. While the injury itself was previously unknown, Rhea has now confirmed that not only did her teeth get knocked out in the Money in the Bank qualifier, 
but according to a post she made on Instagram, she's suffering from a brain injury. Oh, shit. God almighty. Yeah, a picture of her with wires holding her teeth in, so. Uh, and apparently also, breaking news, Solo Sokoa was originally supposed to be teamed with the Usos. Shit. Hell, bring him up, have him unify the damn IC and US title. That's probably what's on their minds. What if they do the bring him up. He's the one that said no. Really? Mm. WWE pitched the idea. I was like, okay, that'd be cool because that's when they started saying we'll be the ones and we're throwing the ones up. But I was like, I don't know. I still feel I'd be lost in their shadows. I need to step out and do me. The world needs to see me. They already know them and what they can do. Uh, in time, I can join them. But right now, this works just fine. Hell yeah. Makes sense. Smart yeah. man. Hell yeah. And from whatever. From everything I've heard, he's actually fucking doing it, too. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. What up? Doug, you might want to go quickly, because all we got left is Rampage and Impact, then it's uh, our tops. Go ahead. Right, go ahead. It won't take you long to get y'all something to eat. Oh, yeah, y'all can, yeah. Then y'all can do that. I'll get us food, and I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. Be right back. Uh, next is my favorite match of... Rampage just because of the whole intro and everything. It was the ass boys and the acclaimed. <laughs> it's hilarious. I was over and I was washing dishes. This uh, is the one where they made the NDH joke, right? Yeah. But I was in there washing dishes and uh Jennifer, she was bartending Friday night. Okay. So it was just me and Emily here. I'm over there washing dishes and as soon as I hear uh, the acclaimed music. I start doing the yo, listen, and I run in here real quick and throw the acclaim down, you know. Uh-huh. And Emily just looks at me, rolls her eyes, starts laughing, and goes in her bedroom. Um, you know the best part about this? What? Cornette is a acclaimed fan. Nice. So now on his podcast, he recites the weekly raps that Max Caster does. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, no, it's horrible. Oh, no, it's awesome. No, no, no. His, his rap is horrible, but the whole segment is awesome. <laughs> and then, like, you know, when he got to the NDA part, he busted out laughing. <laughs> he said, this guy writes these for himself, right? And they said, yeah. He goes, he's fucking This guy's money. Oh, yeah. He's so fucking good. So are you watching now? Yeah, I've got it on right now. Uh, so it looks like we've got Aussie Open and Will Ospreay against Rapongi and Orange Cassidy. See, Rapongi and Orange are just coming out right now, so. Then you've got Ospreay and Aussie Open. Nice. We watching. Do what? Group text. Wonder why Osprey's not wearing the IWGP US title. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean they don't have a working relationship with Rev Pro. It's just an indie, but that title's featured prominently on TV. Bro, if the Butcher and Sheamus had a kid, that's brother in the in the Packers. Yeah, I can see that. But I just I don't know why he's not wearing the US title. I like the hood gimmick the kid comes out in. Yeah, I like that. 
Uh, next match was Jade Cargill versus Willow Nightingale for the TBS title. Uh, Jade over, of course. Match is really good, though. Willow had about 65% of the match. When are they going to sign her? Uh, that was my comment. I love Willow. Huge upside. To go along with that huge backside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's so good and she's so young. Right, and that's that's all I've heard. I mean, how over she is and how... Uh... And the, yeah, I was going to say the crowd, look, they're going to fuck around and end up losing her. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Tony Storm. I like Ruby Soho. I like Ember Moon. But I like Willow Nightingale just as much as all of them I just listed. And if they're not careful, I, I don't know if the Fed would sign her, though, because she is an indie talent. But she could get signed to Impact because they're pushing the shit out of their women right now. Yeah, but you got to think, oh, what's her name? Roxanne Perez. She was indie talent. They signed her. Well, that was before they put that mandate out, too, remember, though. Because she was signed when she did the uh, December Ring of Honor pay-per-view. See, I didn't know she was signed when she did that. Yeah. That's why they put uh, Deanna Perrazzo over. I knew she had a tryout. Yeah, they had, apparently they had either already signed her or told her they had, they were going to sign her. Okay. So I think she may have got in right before that. And maybe it might be one of those things where they say we're not signing indie talent. They're not signing indie stars. You know what I mean? They don't want somebody that's been on the indies for, you know, Adam Cole, 10 10 years or whatever. Right. You know, something like that, maybe. But they don't want somebody who's set. she's, She's good. She's got a good look. Crowd loves her. She can work. Uh, and she's young, so she's moldable. So if they're not careful, oh shit, losing. <laughs> it's hilarious. No, I just saw the match that popped up: Hangman Page and Silas Young. I missed that tonight. Yes, they need to sign Silas, even if it's back to the Ring of Honor brand. Right. Silas is the last real man. He's so damn good. Oh, agreed. And his mustache game's on point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we first saw him on that Ohio wrestling we used to watch. Yeah. Uh, AAW or whatever it was. Whatever it was, we first seen uh, Gargano, too. And Facade. Uh, main event was Darby versus Bobby Fish. Uh, Fish comes out, tells... Uh, Oh, shit. Kyle O'Reilly to go to the back. Uh, they have a really good match. They work really well together. They both beat the shit out of each other. They like it stiff and stiff and strong. Stiff and strong. Yeah, baby. So, match is really good. Fish uh, comes out. Sting comes out. Lights go out. Of course, Sting comes out. Huge pop for Sting. Oh, of course. Uh, Kyle goes to swing the chair. Sting knocks it down with a bat. Nuts O'Reilly with a bat. Uh, Darby puts the chair around Fish's ankle, does the coffin drop on it, which looked very dangerous to me. Yeah. Because really the only way to pull that where it don't hurt that man is to land on the legs of the chair, like the bottom of the legs. 
Oh, you know Darby. He's crazy enough to do some shit like that, too. Yeah, but I'm just hoping that's what he did because, you know, Fish is my age. I think Fish is older than I am, actually. I was about to say, you know he's the oldest of the group. Yeah, he's he's 42 to 45-ish. I'm not exactly sure how old, but too old to be doing shit like that. Right. Uh, but, you know, it told a story, so we'll see where they finish with this story. But, uh, of course, you know, in that angle, Babyface got his revenge. Uh, and Sting's back, so we'll see where that goes. Uh... Now we'll cover Impact Slammiversary from Sunday night. Uh, it was actually the 20th anniversary to date of the very first TNA show in Huntsville, Alabama at the Von Braun Civic Center. That one happened 6-19-2022 or 2002. <laughs> uh, it was a double taping. The first taping was headlined by the Gauntlet for the Gold for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, won by Ken Shamrock. First match of the actual pay-per-view was AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, and Loki versus the Flying Elvises. Jimmy Yang, Jorge Estrada, and Apollo. Uh, but the actual first match in TNA that broke the ring was David Young against the 450-pound black guy named Cheeks. Oh, shit. If you watch really close at the very first pay-per-view, you can see the Harris brothers running around under the ring fixing the cables. Oh, wow. Little piece of information that not a lot of people know. Uh, we had two pre-show matches there. First match was Rich Swan versus Brian Myers for the Digital Media World title, as they're calling it. Uh, Rich Swan is the champion. He did beat Matt Cardona for the belt uh, the same night that Cardina tore his bicep against Blake Christensen at GCW. Uh, this uh, match with Swan was at an afternoon show. That was at the night show. Let's see, if Cassidy wrestles like he is in this match, New Japan fans will like it. Well, that's the thing. He'll turn it on when he has to, even if he does do some of the comedy yeah, the crowd, shit. The crowd will pop for that. I don't know. I don't know how the comedy will get over. Luckily, this is an American crowd, so we'll they'll pop for it. Right. Uh, But Brian Myers did have the the physical position of the title awards the ring. Osprey's scared to get in the ring with him. This is awesome. Great sale. Sorry, I got sidetracked watching wrestling. Oh, you're fine. Renegade. And uh, Rich Swan ends up winning the match to retain the Digital Media World Championship. I don't like that they call it a world title. You know, digital media, to me, circumferences, that is worldwide. Right. It doesn't need to be called a world title, because to me, that takes away from your world title. Um, Then we had the second match of the pre-show was a reverse gauntlet, or a reverse battle royal. If you've never seen one of these, here's what happens. Everybody starts on the floor. To qualify, you have to get in the ring over the top rope. The first eight people over the top rope are in the match. Um, some notables that made the returns to TNA. Uh, TNA Originals, uh, Chase Stevens of The Naturals, David Young of Sports Entertainment Extreme and The Diamonds in the Rough, 
uh, Slash of the New Church with uh, James Mitchell. Nice. Uh, everybody else is Shark Boy. Uh, Shark Boy looks like he ate Shark Boy. That's what I heard. Chase Stevens is like he ate Chase Stevens. <laughs> Dave Young looks like he ain't missed a day on TV. Uh, Johnny Swinger, of course, he's still there, was in it. Uh, Action Mike Jackson was in it. Nice. Uh, most of the other guys were uh, during the part of Impact I didn't watch. Uh, once we lost them to uh, whatever TV they were on last before Access, we didn't have it either. Right, that outdoor channel or whatever it was. Yeah, after they left Pop, I haven't had them on TV since. Yeah, because they were on that, and then they changed to... It was some outdoor channel that I didn't know I had until really late, and then they left from the outdoor channel and went to whatever it was they were on. Well, they went from uh, Destination America to Pop TV, and from Pop TV they went to that outdoor channel. And then uh, when Anthem bought them, Anthem owns Access, so they put them on Access. Okay. So it was a lot of guys that I've heard their name, but I've never seen them before. Uh, last three come down to Johnny Swinger and Davey Young, who've been working together the whole time. They actually get in the ring at the same time. They're tag teaming on everybody. Uh, everybody puts over that they were uh, tag team partners in the early days. I forgot David was even a part of the NYC, the New York Connection with uh, Pat Kinney uh, or Simon Diamond uh, Glenn Gilberti Disco Swinger and David Young I forgot about that uh, but they call for the Spine Buster Sharp Boy Counters uh, he ends up hitting the Spine Buster as soon as he hits it the crowd pops huge David pops Swinger dumps him out uh, then it comes down to a match at this point. Wait till you see the pile driver Trent takes. It's badass. Uh, oh, that powerbomb gimmick that they gave to Romero was badass. Yeah, wait till you see the pile driver, though. You should be getting close. I just saw the clothesline. Right. I just saw the double knee from Rapongi. Okay, you're getting close. What were we talking about? Uh, the finish uh, of the match. Yeah, uh, Swinger still thinks it's a battle royal, so he sits Shark Boy out. Uh, it's a finish. Shark Boy ends up hitting him with a stunner. One, two, three. Oh shit! You see it? Yeah, that was badass. Tyler just texted me. He's like, big dude with Osprey. I like him. Apparently, his name is Mark Davis. Yeah. Sound familiar? Why does that sound familiar? It's Johnny Blaze's sheep name. Oh, shit. Uh, FTR is about to come out because Cobb and Great all kind just came out. (laughs) 
I love how JR just shits on whatever. We've seen a lot of DDTs tonight. I haven't. Uh, I'm not listening to commentary. I'm going to watch it back and listen to it when the podcast is on. Uh, FTR must be coming out. The crowd just pop bigger than shit. It's like glass broke pop. Nice. I think they take TIWGP tags. FTR? Yeah. Because their match is title for title. Yeah, it's winner take all. Yes, I think they take those belts. You know, they've been talking about wanting to go to Japan, so now that the world's opened up, I think that was uh, their cancellation prize for the Bucks winning the tag titles, honestly. Plus, they fucking deserve it. Yeah. They turned babyface without turning babyface. Think about it. There God was damn, a, that is a huge ass pop. Yeah, there was never a turn. They just started coming through the other tunnel. Well, I mean, <laughs> as soon as they fired Tully, that was basically their baby face turn. Yeah. Remember when I was telling MJF that Wardlow's their friend? Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're so fucking good that, you know, you can't help but like them. Right. Now, this next match, I didn't write down everybody in it because it was an ultimate eggs for like five guys in it. Right. Uh, but Speedball Mike Bailey won the ultimate eggs match. He's the new X Division champion. Guys in the match were Alex Zane, Kenny King, Ace Austin, uh, the returning Andrew Everett, who took the place of an injured Jack Evans, and I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, uh, Trey Miguel. Okay, that guy. Trey Miguel come out. Uh, you know, he usually wears the Spider-Man theme stuff. Yeah. Half Spider-Man, half Venom. Nice. It was badass. Uh, so, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey wrestles barefooted with kick pads. And he has some some, some tremendous core strength because he hung upside down on the uh, ultimate structure for about four straight minutes. No shit. Uh, yeah, him and Ace Austin both. Who Ace is a new member of the Bullet Club. Right. Uh, that brings us to the knockout tag title match. Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie uh, gets the influence, which if you don't know is Madison Rain and uh, the former Emma uh, Tennille Dashwood. Uh, winners of the match and new Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions. Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie. Uh Really good match. They beat the shit out of each other. Hell yeah. Uh, next, we had... Damn, I can't count. I went one, two, three, four. Three, four, five, six, seven in my order. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that too. Um, but next was the Monsters Ball match. And they hopped up. I don't know if you remember Monsters Ball that... You'd be locked in a dark room with no food or water for 24 hours. Yeah, so that? Monsters Ball, this was what, Moose and Sammy Callahan? Moose and Sammy Callahan. Okay. So they did a whole video package where Moose is just, he's not having it. He can't handle all this shit, right? You know, he can't handle being locked in the room. He's an athlete. He needs protein. He needs to be hydrated. Okay. Sammy Callahan, on the other thing, on his cut through videos, he's back there just talking to himself and, going over spots and shit it's just hilarious uh so they come to open them up 
Uh, they let Moose out, the lights blinding him, the security guard touches him, he goes to fight the security guard. Sammy comes out and he goes, ha, 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 I love it. I'm going to live there from now on. <laughs> and this match, uh, this card did take place at the new Nashville Fairgrounds. Of course, they tore the, tore the old fairgrounds down and turned it into soccer fields. They rebuilt it uh, about a mile. I think it's a few blocks away from uh, the stadium, so it's downtown Nashville now. Uh, and they were calling it the Asylum, which I love to throw back, paying history. Nice. All through the night, they were showing videos and uh, uh, all that, but I'm going to cover all that at the end. Uh, but... Sammy Callahan, this match is right up his alley. Uh, if you've ever seen Sammy Callahan, he's a blood and guts wrestler. Yeah. It's not Moose. Moose is a is a wrestler. A Ring of Honor, uh, then Impact. So Moose more than held his own in this shit. That is a tough son of a bitch. Hell yeah. But there's a hilarious spot in the match. Keep in mind, 24 hours, no food, no water, right? Yeah. There's a fan in the crowd eating a hot dog. Moose snatches, and Moose is wearing white, like white dress pants and white uh, sneakers. He snatches a hot dog from this lady in her water, <laughs> and the hot dog was covered in mustard because the whole left side of Moose's pants was yellow after this point. But he snatches it and eats the hot dog and the chugs the water that pours it on his head, and it's hilarious because it's uh, the former Tom Phillips. Uh, I think his name was Tim Howard or something like that. Okay. Uh, on commentary with Matthew Rehold, which is Aiden English. Nice. And so Aiden English is putting over how he's an athlete, he needs his protein, he needs his carbs. So the spot just cracked me up, but it ended up taking thumbtacks, uh, barbed wire table, Moose uh, was upside down in a plastic fairgrounds trash can for three minutes straight, just hanging out. Uh, but it ended up taking three... Cactus Jack or Cactus Jack ninety seven pile drivers is what they call it. Nice. Like the ECW style cactus pile driver. Yeah. It took three of those attacks to finally uh, give Sammy the win in this match, but uh earned a new respect for Moose in that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that brings us to the well, uh, I've liked Moose from the first time I met him. I told you that story, hadn't I? Uh at Empire? No, it was at uh in Pikeville. Uh-uh. Uh, the first time I ever went up to Pikeville, uh, Moose was on that card. And we pulled up about the same time. He got out and uh, he got out of his car. I got out of mine about the same time. He said, uh, you working tonight? I said, yeah. He said, uh, all right, how you doing? I'm Moose. I'm like, hey, man, nice to meet you. I'm Jason, blah, blah, blah. He said, uh, so where do we go in? I was like, shit, that's my first night here, brother. I've never been here. He's like. All right, we'll figure it out together, and I'll just tell him you're with me. Nice. And we walked in and everything, and Eli's like, hey, man, I'm glad you finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> and Moose is like, what the fuck's this? I'm like, oh, that's my partner. <laughs> and from that point on, Moose knew Eli Thompson's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moose is awesome, man. I bet him when we took the ring down to center stage for some uh, Ring of Honor shows with Woody. Uh-huh. That's super cool. It didn't hurt that uh, Matt Sales was doing backstage interviews that night, and I was fucking with him the whole night. <laughs> that brings us to the 
brings us to the Impact World Tag Team title match, the Good Brothers against the Briscoe Brothers. Like a family affair going on here, isn't it? No, because only one of them are real sets of brothers. But I bet the brothers win. I bet the brothers did win. And they did. The Good Brothers win. Pick up the win with the Magic Killer. Uh, Kylie watched that match with me. Uh-huh. And she thinks Mark Briscoe is the most hilarious man walking the face of God's green earth. Yes. Uh, did he do the froggy bow? He did the froggy bow. He did the kung fu stuff. Uh, but they showed a video where the Good Brothers come on the farm. And uh, he, he chases them with a guard hold. He says, you bitches running from a hole. That <laughs> uh, cracked me up. Like, Mark Briscoe's fucking money. I... Uh, one funny thing that, you know, keep in mind this show was Sunday, Father's Day. Right. Uh, during commentary, the, the two announcers, which I told you are uh, Tom Phillips and Aiden English, or, you know, they're, they're real names, but we'll call them that so people know who I'm talking about, are, you know, thanking the dads for watching. They say a special thanks to uh, Mark Briscoe, who him and his wife just had their seventh child this week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that boy needed. He need his tubes tied. Uh-uh. He need a hobby. He got one. <laughs> apparently, he, he, apparently, he good at it. <laughs> his hobby ain't to pull that game, though, because he sucks at that. But, I mean, hey, if you have seven kids and you're not struggling to raise them, more power to you. Right. And, you know, they, they do good in wrestling, but, you know, them, them guys got money from that farm. Let's not oh, fool us. Yeah, hell yeah. Big Daddy Briscoe made an appearance in a farm. He come out with a big fucking pie branch. And he told the good brother, he said, you some bitches just come to the wrong goddamn farm, boys. <laughs> they left. The match is really good at the end of the match. Kind of looking like uh, they're all staring at each other like they're about to shake hands or whatever. Uh, some music starts playing. Look on the video screen. AMW. Here comes Cowboy James Storm and Braden. I mean, Chris. Chris, I'm sorry. Chris Harris. Oh, wow. Does he still look uh, like he ate Chris Harris? He looks like Braden Walker. Okay. Uh, he got big-ass arms, but everything else big, too. So James Storms comes out, got a six-pack in his hands. I bet Burt Prentice would be sad about that. Do what? said, I bet Burt Prentice would be sad about that. Nah, he was watching it from the sky. <laughs> but uh, he comes in, and got a six-pack, hands off the boys a beer, Pulls out of water, the six beers of water. He gives it to Chris Harris, and he goes, everybody needs a DD. Gallo starts dying laughing. <laughs> so uh, he cheers the match they just had. He cheers uh, Impact TNA Wrestling. He said the best part about this company is they've always focused on tag team wrestling. It was never an afterthought. It was never uh, never thrown together tag teams. It was tag teams that come out here and competed at the highest level. And for that, I'm grateful. And if you don't like that, sorry. Microphone in the air, crowd finished. They end up going through three six-packs of beer between them. Damn. I love to celebrate, which I, I love that ending. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I'm back, guys. And he's back. That was very, very, he's back. That was very, very rude. What? Jennifer said nobody gives a fuck. That's kind of nice. How's that nice, Davey? Sorry, I couldn't hear. There was there was no one cares chanting going on. Hey! 
choke that little fucker out. <laughs> you got a new girl living with you? Yeah, Davina. Uh, yeah, is he tucking it already? Do what? Is he t- is he learned to tuck it already? <laughs> I don't know, Josh. What you teaching him up there? Uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing like that. Let's go over these last three, and we'll take our break, get us a sound bite, and we'll come back with the rest of the stuff. But next was the uh, Honor No More against Impact Originals match. Of course, Honor No More is all those Ring of Honor guys. I don't, I don't remember who they are. Uh, I can try to name them, but I won't be able to. You got Vincent, PCO, uh, Mike Bennett. Bennett, Taven, isn't it? Matt Taven, and... Somebody else. The guy who was oh, front and center on the fucking picture. Eddie Edwards. No, he was on Impact. No, no, he was. Eddie Edwards is the leader of Honor No More. Which makes sense for the fifth member of... Team Impact to be... David Richards. Well, it was Motor City Machine Guns, Frankie Gazarian, Nick Aldis, and the returning Davey Richards. Eh. I'm the same way because you know how I feel about Davey. But it got me excited for a minute because Dixie came out to introduce the guy. She came out and thanked the crowd, was going to introduce the guy. So I'm thinking EC3. I can handle that. But she's not even a TNA original. She's not even a TNA original. Yeah, I'm glad she didn't get a ring last time. Bully put her ass through a table at Hammerstein. (laughs) But, uh... One cool fact about this, when it came on, Aiden English and uh, Tom Phillips were talking. They said you have NWA, Impact, AEW, and MLW all represented in one ring. Damn. So you have every major promotion except WWE. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Uh, of course, uh, baby faces get the win as they had to. Uh it was a big round robin fuck finish that uh, Brian Hepner got took out. So Earl Hepner takes his slam anniversary shirt off, comes in, ref shirt under, makes the count. Uh, that right there was emotional as shit because you know his brother passed away, his twin brother passed away a couple of days before this. Right. Mm-hmm. And Luchasaurus about to kill Christian. <laughs> uh, speaking of passing away, I saw on ESPN a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, Tony Saragusa. Yep. I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot to write it in my notes. Uh, he was only 50-something years old. Yeah. And then uh, there was another one earlier. It was like a 20-something year old. If you guys don't know Tony Saragusa, he played in the league forever, and he was an analyst on, I think it was Fox when they first got the contract for the NFL, wasn't it? Yeah, he was on Fox for a long time. One of the funniest guys, analysts, you'll hear. He was, Nobody, you know, I've seen nothing bad said about him. And, you know, everybody's put him over today. So, you know, that said, I think he's going to convince Luchasaurus to side with him. <laughs> is, this, is this what I've been waiting for? Is this the moment I've been waiting for? I, I fucking told y'all. I fucking told y'all. I'm okay with that. No one cares, Dad. Exactly, Davey. Look at the I'm, I'm okay if Christian no, manages Luchasaurus. Yeah, I'd be a great bodyguard for him. Yeah. No more. No one cares. That brings us to the main event, and holy shit. 
other than Tasha Steele, these girls did not disappoint. It was the first ever Queen of the Mountain match. Nice. Yes. If you've ever seen a Queen of the Mountain match, it, it is. I've seen the King of the Mountain. And, uh, Jason, you remember we were talking earlier about how Darby had to land? Yeah. They just showed a replay. He landed on the back side of the chair. Oh! Sorry, I, I couldn't hear you that time. What was that? He landed on the back side of the chair over the ankle, so he missed his ankle. Good. But, uh... It was Tasha Steele defending against Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, Mia Yim, and Jordan Grace. Nikki James is a special enforcer. And to qualify to be able to hang the belt, that's how you win. It's a reverse ladder match. You have to pin or submit your opponent. That opponent that gets pinned then has to serve two minutes in the penalty box. You have to go to Mickey James. She'll give you the belt, then you're eligible to hang the belt. That's how you win. Uh, a lot of great action here. A lot of six bucks. Uh, uh, Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo, if you listen to either of their podcasts or their husbands, they're all really close friends. Hell of a bump they took. The match. Uh, one time toward the end, they're climbing the big ladder, going to hang the belt up together. Mia Yim sees it, pushes them off the ladder. Uh, I told Jason about this off air, but you see Deanna not even thinking about being at wrestling. Uh, Chelsea throws the belt down. Deanna wraps her arms around her best friend, and they fall through the table together. Uh, If you want to see it, it's on Cardona's Instagram, and all he says during the bump was, Jesus Christ. Uh, Jordan Grace wins. Uh, two-time knockouts women's champion or knockouts world champion and first ever queen of the mountain winner and she deserves it yeah agreed agreed uh i was hoping her and chelsea uh deanna doesn't need it she's had a good run with it tasha steals the shits me and Yum just got there right but i wouldn't have hated if me a one either although they'll they'll push her is she going as Mia Yim or is she back under as Jade? Huh? Is she going under Mia Yim or is she back as Jade? She's Mia Yim. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, lights are out. Yeah, it's Malachi. Oh, yeah, Malachi. I love this fucking entrance. So goddamn much. Um, the next match to build up to it that they showed was amazing. Keep in mind, again, I don't have impact, so I can't watch the build up to it. Uh, Pluto will show it every now and then, but what they show is not usually listed right, so you just got to kind of try to wait and see it come on. But you'll get like two weeks past TV. Right. So I've a little bit of it, but the build-up to Josh Alexander and EY was amazing. Uh, Josh Alexander comes out, his singlet, you know, he wears the butcher style. The, yeah. The, the no leg was a tribute to Kurt Angle's main event mafia gear. If you remember the black that had the gold on the bottom? Nice. nice. Uh, one knee pad said TNA uh, with a one in the middle. A phenomenal one for AJ. The other one had the Impact logo with the uh, Samoa Joe hand. So he had a singlet tribute to Angle and knee pads tributed it to AJ and Samoa Joe. Hell yeah. That's fucking bad. Uh, it, he hit a Styles Clash. He hit a Samo- or, uh, Muscle Buster. He hit the BME. He hit the Flux Capacitor. 
he hit a lot of big time old impact finishes. Him and EY both did in this match. EY pulls the uh, the padding back from the ring, leaves it exposed. Alexander hits the pile driver. One, two, three. Still impact world champion. Josh Alexander. Hell yeah. And that's the right call. And now what I was telling you earlier was they showed a lot of videos about things that happened in the past at TNA. Sting sent a video in. Uh, it was emotional. Uh, he put over the resurgence of his career being the Joker Sting. That that's the most talked about thing when he does these fan conventions is people love the Joker Sting. I love the Joker Sting. Oh, I did too. Uh, Angle did one, and he looks like shit. Really. Yeah, I mean, he looks... I know he just had double knee replacement. He looks he looks old as fuck, dude. Like, I don't know. It was just really weird. Uh, he did one. Uh, they did a video package uh, coming back out of a break uh, talking about the voices of TNA, Don West, and Mike Tanay. Yeah. You guys know, I don't know if you know or not, but Don West is fighting cancer. He's not uh, doing very well. I did not know that. Uh, Damn. This package had me in tears. I'm not the only one. When they came back, uh, Tom Phillips was had tears in his eyes, and Aiden English was visibly crying on air. It was beautiful. Uh, for the Impact Original versus Honor No More match, Scott Demore came out for commentary. Ask me what he came out in, Jason. What did he come out in? Team Canada jersey. Nice. Workout pants, tennis shoes, Canadian flag on a hockey stick. That's badass. Hockey stick, Josh Alexander used it on EY later, which I thought was great. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, I told you Dixie uh, did one. Uh, but hey. the best video of the night come from Gainesville, Georgia. Which is awesome. I'm glad they let him do that. Yeah. And he put, he did his whole spiel, put Impact over, said, uh, there was still a been an AJ Styles without Impact Wrestling, but nowhere near the level he's at now. Uh, you know, puts over Impact, <coughs> over uh, his match with him, Joe, and Daniels, the first X Division main event on pay per view. Yep, Unbreakable 2005. Puts that over, puts a lot of stuff over. And then says that I want to thank WWE for allowing me to do this. I don't know when this was filmed, but he's got a nasty cut with stitches over his head. No shit. Yeah, I mean it was it was deep. So I don't like I said I'm not sure when it was filmed, but uh, I didn't watch Raw last night, so I don't, all of that, his match. So I don't know if he had it then or not. But he put over WWE for allowing him to do that. He said they know how much Impact Wrestling meant to me in my career. So thank you for allowing me to do this. What I thought I thought was classy. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, the only thing I hate that wasn't on was Jeff Jarrett. Oh damn! You'd think he would have though. I mean, I know he's signed back with WWE now. As an executive, that's probably why. But he's only executive for house shows, though. Like, he's an executive. He, yeah, I was about to say company. If you've seen you're one of the people that's an executive for your company on the other show, which you, not knowing about wrestling, would you get pissy? And maybe the way the things ended when Jared was supposed to take over again, when it was supposed to be him and Billy Corrigan, and they flipped him. 
They fucked him? They fucked him. I wasn't even there. I was, I was there and I wasn't even there. So maybe, maybe he had hard feelings or I don't know, but I, I would have liked to have been a Jeff Jarrett Mark, early Impact Mark, or early TNA Mark. To me, you can't have that show without some kind of Jeff Jarrett segment. Right. I mean, hell, there wouldn't have been a show without Jeff Jarrett. Right. And that's, that's the only negative thing I have to say about the whole show. But uh, you guys want to take a break? We'll come back and give them our... Uh, what we did, guys, was we booked our 1980s Fantasy, Fantasy Slam Starcade. Why do I always want to say Slamboree? Well, Slamboree was the legendary union. But yeah, the Fantasy Starcade card. Keep in mind, it was any territory or major company from the 80s. Any titles defended and... Uh, I've already explained mine to Jason, but when we come back, I'll explain my mindset to you guys and why I did what I did. And uh, we'll come back and get up. Josh has been talking in the group chat. He's excited for his, so we'll let him go first when we come back. Uh, Let's go to commercial, Jason. Yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll cut right here, and we'll be right back. All right, guys, we are. Exactly. Uh, Here to give you our, and I'm going to read it because I always say the wrong one, Fantasy Starcade card, our 1980s. What would you say this is? The ultimate 1980s card that could have ever happened? Yeah. Your ultimate 80s, because like I said, I'll go first if you want me to so I can explain mine. Uh, It don't matter to me. Well, go ahead and explain how you did yours because we're going to let Josh go first on this one because he's been talking... Since what he I started, was my, was I fantasy book that the AWA is going under earlier than 1990 when they did. They're going under in about 1988, which is when this card takes place. That being, sir, 87, we'll call it 87 because of some of the guys I got on here. Uh, at that time, Jim Crockett Promotions, which is the NWA who produced Starcade, had already bought the UWF. Florida Championship Wrestling, and we're sanctioning body for World Class Championship Wrestling. So I included those in my group. I left WWE completely out. Simply the fact that I'm going to wait until next week to do 90s uh, WrestleMania card. Because by that time, there's no more territories. You've really just got the big two. Right. Does that make sense, Josh? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so that's I mean, the big three if you're counting ECW in. Well, yeah, if you count ECW, the big three, there was really no indies at that point. No. So, you know, you'd have your big three and then you'd have... You'd have Memphis, but anybody who was worth the fucking Memphis was already on, t- on uh, Raw for the most part. Right. So, you know, I left it as how Vince was in the 80s. Like, they never acknowledged another company. You would come in, and there was never any mention about you winning a world title anywhere else to where AWA and NWA would put you over because of that. So mine is everybody but WWE for that simple reason. Fair enough, and yeah. Josh, you wasn't here. Uh, I don't know if you've put thought into this yet, but Jason said, do we want we announce who we're putting over in these matches as well? 
I didn't put that into thought. No. Well, I went ahead. I picked my over. So if you want to pick your over as you're giving them out, pick your overs as you're giving them out. Okay. And uh, I even went as deep into booking a venue where my show's taking place, who my commentators are, and all that stuff. You can tell he plays the my GM mode on on the two K game. Oh god, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> All right, it was three pre-show and then nine on the main card. Right. Once yeah. you get off of your uh, downloadable characters into your, it's the best mode to play. Hell yeah. Told you Malachi was over. Yeah, we knew that. Ray Charles knew that. He could see it coming. Oh damn. Okay, go ahead, Joshua. Yeah, three uh, three undercard matches. Back then, they were called dark matches, not pre-shows. All right. So here are my dark matches. And those actually did happen at Starcades. You can go back and watch any of the Starcades from 83 to, I think it's 86 on the network, and they've all got matches that are not on the commercially real videotape. Gotcha. All right, y'all ready? I'm waiting on you, Hoss. All right. Pre, uh, dark match number one, Ravishing Rick Rude versus Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Oh, love it. Nice. Which, which Rude are we going with? Are we going... Uh, Early 80s Rude. NWA, World Class Rude? I go World Class Rude. Okay, so is he managed by Percy Pringle yes. the third? Yes. Perfect. You know, it was since I'm having to give thought into that. You know, I would put, I would, I would put Root over in this match. Okay. You know, we probably can have help from Percy. You know, and I think this match is so good for the simple fact that the styles that they have, their gimmicks, I, I feel like it fits well together for them. They're very similar. Exactly. Yeah. But, but they're so far apart; they're not just a lot. Dark match number two. I was I was struggling to get one more match because I forgot it was a three match pre show, so this one I it was kind of rushed. But then when I think about it, I was like, okay, I would like to see this. Jerry Lawler versus Junkyard Dog for the AWA International Championship. Nice. I may or may not throw the AWA Southern Title. Huh? I would have changed it to the AWA Southern Title. Okay. Yeah. They never cross paths in the in the territories, I don't think. But I feel like they're both they both have that. They did all shows together, but I don't think they ever worked together until you know, like Indies before JYD died. Right. I think both in their prime in the eighties. I think that would be a good banger. Uh, who's over? I put JYD over. Is this uh, WWF JYD or Mid South JYD? Mid South JYD. Good. Okay, so he's smaller and can work still. Exactly, yes. Alright. I like that. You may have a conflicting opinion on this one. So let me see what you think. Andre versus Vader in a body slam challenge. Uh, I feel like I wanted to put these two together, but I feel like the Vader wasn't a big deal though until the nineties. Uh, yeah. And Andre was slowing down a lot in the 80s, but I couldn't leave Andre. He was Leon Big Bull White. Oh, well, yeah. I had to do a lot of research because there's certain people I was putting on. I was like, oh, shit, they really didn't get really big and known until the 90s. So I was like, okay, I'll save him for my 90s. 
But all right, here comes my main cards. You ready? <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Match number one, I got Ole and Arn versus the Steiner Brothers. Oh, nice. Yes, very nice. Brood. I would put the Steiners over in this. Okay. I feel like Ole and Arn, they're, it's, it's two powerhouse, knock-your-dick-in-the-dirt tag teams. Ole and Arn. Ole and Arn's going to pick that body part and grind away at it. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And then the Steiners, once they get them in their corner, they're going to wear them down and Matt wrestle them. Yes. And I feel like it would be a good passing of the torch tag team moment from them to – from the Ole and Arn to the Steiners. Because it wasn't long after this that Ole retired in 87. Right. Alrighty. Next match, I got the Great Kabuki, the Great Kabuki versus Great Muda. Oh, the Great Kabuki is, baby. Nice. Think about it. Great Kabuki is who in, inspired all these other international talents that you well, missed. Or, quotes, Kabuki was Muda's dad, too, storyline-wise. Yes. Now, I'm assuming this is world-class Kabuki and, and NWA 89 Muda. Yes. Okay. I'd put Muda over. That at all. All righty. Match number, I think, four, three or four. Iron Sheik versus Haku. Nice. Okay. Right. So, we're WWF Sheik. WWF Sheik and then... Early Islander Haku. Yes, Islander Haku. All right. Oh, Jason Silas Young's coming out. No, he's not. They're showing a commercial. Nope, Silas is coming out. Next match, I've got. got He got a power walk going too. Hell yeah. Next match, I got Jake Roberts versus Terry Funk. Now we're talking early NWA Terry Funk against. Early 80s, Jake Roberts, WWF. Trunks, Terry Funk. Huh? <laughs> Blue Trunks, Terry Funk. Yes. Okay, I like that. I put Terry over. All right. Next. Oh, who do we put, put over in me and uh, Sheiky Baby? Oh, Haku. Yeah, because she's still trying to get out of the ring from 1987. <laughs> He's still trying to get to the ring from that gimmick battle royal. And- <laughs> yeah. He's still stuck in that motherfucker. <laughs> Remember, Tina said he wouldn't be out of there until this past WrestleMania. Next match, I got Ricky Steamboat versus Jushin Thunder Liger in a two out of three falls match. Nice. Which Steamboat we got? Got early 80s Steamboat WWF. WWF, not uh, NWA? No, yes. No, no, yeah. NWA. NWA. Uh, so you got the dragon. The dragon, yes. Okay. All right. Got Steamboat going over in that one. Okay. And then the match that I'm most excited. This is my main event. Bruiser Brody yeah. versus Stan Hansen in a dog collar match. God damn. I like it. I'd hate to be in it. <laughs> God damn, yes. I put Brody over. Well, you're not Brody. <clears throat> you're not Brody or Hansen, so you're good. Got a big show. Respect after the match. Crowd goes home happy. The only thing I would say... You should have done different, more title matches. Yeah, more title matches. I I tried to do it's as much research. Starcade was always the big daddy. That yes. was the blow off. Oh, fuck you. Blow it off. And Starcade was always Thanksgiving night. So you blow it off. Those angles would finish through the first of the year when they come back to TV after the Christmas break. Starcade. 
because literally everything I've got is a title match except one. Yeah, I should have done more research about the titles that could have been on the line. Right. I'll, like do, more, I'll, said, do, I'll do better research so, that for the, well, the 90s. Like it won't said, matter. Well, I mean, once we get there, you're going to have world uh, WWF, WCW, ECW, and USWA titles are really the only you know titles that are out there at this point right. when we do the 90s. Yeah. But, you know, that's why I made the, the comment that, you know, they sanctioned two of the shows. They had bought UWF, and, of course, they are the NWA. And in my in my universe, the AWA is slowly going out of business. So it'll make sense once I read mine. You want to send that? I, yeah, I, I hate that at all. It's a good card, Josh. No, I like I'd it. Pay, Definitely like I'd it. I'd pay thirty nine ninety nine to watch it. Hell yeah. Not today I would, because all them motherfuckers are either dead or older and shit. But <laughs> yeah. if this was nineteen eighty seven, I'd be finding me a closed circuit television to watch Starcade or <laughs> Yep. Be waiting for that cut in where Root Flare taps on the screen and tells me to buy the VHS. <laughs> then I go down to my local video store when it came in and they'd have the poster wait for me and the video day it came out. Really? Which was always great. All right, so and I'll uh, they just come to match. I mean, interrupt you, Marina Shafir versus okay. Tony Storm. So Shafir looks like shit in this match, like she did her last two. Can she blame anybody for sandbagging? I mean, I don't really see why Thunder Rosa would have sandbagged her in that match, but I don't either. But apparently, there was uh, Eric Stevens. You remember him from Ring of Honor, big chef guy with the curly blonde hair? Yeah. Apparently, he put out a tweet about, you know, I'm not seeing this in years. That's a blatant sandbag. And uh, Marina liked it and Britt liked it. Then Cornette put two and two together. Like, he said he'd be pissed at a talent for liking something like that. Not necessarily mad at Marina because of somebody taking up for her, but another talent doing it. Then he put two and two together and said, well, fuck, I forgot. One of them is uh, Roddy's wife and the other is uh, Adam's girlfriend. They're like best fucking friends. Right. So I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, you want to go, Jason, or you want me to go? Uh, no, I'll go ahead and go. Let you uh, let you close us out on this one since you had all the uh, the fantasy okay. booking that you did with that. All right. Uh, I did it all the day, too. Do what? I did it all the day at therapy. Nice. When she wasn't trying to fucking kill me. <laughs> Was that fucking kill or fuck and kill? I don't know. I, well, <laughs> I don't think the latter would be hard to achieve. <laughs> no, all right. I got a. I got the three pre-show dark matches. Oh, hold that thought. Hold that thought. So oh, wait, hold on. Like I Guerrero missed two matches on mine. Oh shit! Josh forgot to read two matches. Do you hear me? No, what? Silas goes to do the Eddie up and over, like where he's going to land in a body splash. Mm -hmm. But he lands in a double stomp. Nice. Oh, damn. And just starts walking on him. All right, go ahead, Josh. I missed quite a few. I'm I, so sorry. I didn't, think you that, I didn't think that was 12 matches. Oh, yeah, here we go. So, and I, you're still going to like him. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jason. He numbered his like how I did the Slammiversary pay-per-view. That's why I got confused. Right. One, two, three, three, four, five, six. Three show on the corner here. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got one, two, three, four, then it started at three again. All right. So here we go. I got the Fabulous Freebirds, specifically Terry Gordy, Jimmy Garvin, versus the Hart Foundation, Jim Knight Hart and Bret Hart. 
Okay. Now that would be a match I would be <sighs> I'd put at this point free birds are winding down. Heart Foundation's coming up. I'd put the Heart Foundation over. Next, I have Roddy Piper versus Bam, uh, Roddy Piper versus Brian Pillman in a street fight. Oh shit! The promos leading up to that. No doubt. Yeah, that's why. Oh god, just the promos alone, I'd pay to see it. Yeah, no doubt. I put Pillman over. And then this one, I think you are really gonna like this one, Ben. Dusty right. Rhodes versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Ooh, two big meaty men doing like, big meaty like things. I'm a yeah. huge. I love Bigelow. Yes. Uh, Bigelow. I put Bigelow over. There we go. I don't know how I forgot that because I was excited about the Dustin Bigelow match. That was my favorite match on the card. Well, you booked one match that I booked. Oh, shit. Yeah, I got Bam Bam versus Dusty. For the NWA world title? Nope. Is that the one match without a title? Nope, we'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. All right, <laughs> Okay, mine, I got three, my three pre-show dark matches, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the first one, uh, to open the show, I think it'd be incredible for the live crowd. I know they didn't really do multi-man matches like this back in the day. But uh, I've got Stan Hansen against the one-man gang. Against the big boss man, against Dan Spivey. The boss baby. God almighty. <laughs> and I've got uh, Hanson going over in that one because, you know, he didn't like to do jobs. No jobs. No jobs. Uh, second match, I've got Four Horsemen, Barry Windham. <laughs> The Four Horsemen, Barry Windham, taking on uh, WrestleMania 1, Roddy Piper. Okay, I like that. I, I love both of these guys. You know, I love the... Hell, I was a kid and loved the heel Barry Windham. I, you know, cut the fingers off my baseball glove and painted it black because he wore the one black glove. Oh, yeah. Made the Iron Claw stronger, apparently. Right. Uh, and Piper, what can you say about Piper? I mean, I love Roddy fucking Piper. Uh, yeah, everybody did. But, uh, I've actually got Wyndham over on that one. Okay. And then this match right here, my last dark match, I think would be the best match on my card. I've got the Rockers. Uh, you know, Marty and Sean, the Rockers. Okay, are we WWF Rockers or AWA Midnight Rockers? Uh, I'm going WWF Rockers. Okay. Just because that's what I more knew them from back then. I got you. Against uh, Beautiful Bobby and Stan Lane, Midnight Express. You motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I booked the same match. I think that would be the best match on this whole card. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, I got Midnight Express over in that one. Uh, I was telling Josh, if I could go back in time and book a match, that would be the one that I would book. 
Yeah. Uh, first match opening up the card. I uh, didn't see much of this guy, but everything I've heard, uh, the style that he had and how he worked, I think he would work well with the guy I've got him going against. Uh-huh. Uh, Gino Hernandez. Hello, Gino. Uh, taking on nice early stampede Owen Hart. Oh, fuck. Like I said, I never saw much of Gino, but I know how good Owen is. I've everybody. No reason not to. It's all over Peacock. Gino is. I uh, yeah started world class season one episode one. Okay. He's all over world class. Uh, I've got if Owen. You're, if you're YouTubing, type in Southwest Championship Wrestling and watch him and Tully as a team. Oh hell. Uh, Owen Hart over in that one. My uh, second match on the card. <coughs> it's a tag team dream match that everybody always wanted to see. Because they're like, oh, they're just a rip off of this team and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've got Demolition and the Road Warriors. Okay, we got that match. Please tell me you got Edie and Darso. Yes. Okay, because we got it with Crush and, or with Brian Adams and Darso. What the same? No. No, Edie and Darso against uh, early Iron Man, Hawk and Animal, Road Warriors. Since Josh booked my Bam Bam match, I'm going to change it. <laughs> oh, you but I've got the Road Warriors over in that one. Uh, third match on the card, I've got a bull rope match. Against the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, David, and Cowboy Bob Orton. Oh, nice. Okay, mid eighties well, Bob Orton. We're going before WWF Orton, right? NWA Orton. Well, I was going like WrestleMania one Orton with Piper. Was what I was thinking there. You can't put the bull rope on the cast arm. <laughs> you put it on the other arm, and he can still use the cast arm. Okay. Uh, but I got Dusty over in that one. Yeah, he does know yobs and bull ropes. <laughs> uh, fourth match on the cards, the Intercontinental title match. <coughs> I've got Tully Blanchard against Jake the Snake Roberts. Nice. Who versus Jake? Tully. Nice. Who over? Uh, I've got Jake over in that one. Okay. Is he the champ coming in? Yes. Okay. I want to see my friend. Yes, retaining his title. Oh, that's good. That's good. Shut up, girl. <laughs> uh, number five is more of a dream match than anything, really. Because it's a, it's a tag team match. That has a actual established old school WWF tag team against an NWA dream tag team because they were rivals for so long against each other. Okay. 
I've got Tom Zink and Rick Martell, the Can-Am Connection. All right. Taking on Sting and the Great Muda. Oh, I love surfer it. Surfer Stinger, too. Nice. Yes, old school Surfer Sting. And Muda when he could walk. Right. And painted face Muda, not mask Muda. Okada. Holy shit. I turned. It was because I to watch it later with sound, so I turned to the Braves game. Oh, okay. Oh, We're down to one, shit. bottom of the seven. Got a runner on third. Duvall's up 0-1-2 out. Uh, sixth match is a tag title match. So what's the letters in front of the title? T-A-G. T-A-G. <laughs> <laughs> Here are we having tag titles represented at? Okada and Hangman versus uh, Cole and White. Really, NWA tag titles. Okay. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Beefcake. Uh, the dream team. The dream, dream team, team, baby. Did you book the manager too? Luscious Johnny? I don't have him wrote down because I didn't remember who the manager was. I remember they had He's one. There. But I've got them against... Uh, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, the Rock and Roll Express. Nice. Uh, always fighting from underneath babyface Ricky Morton against the two well, you know, well bigger Valentine and Beefcake. Strutting and cut. Before strutting and cut. Strutting. And uh, I've got Rock and Roll over. All right. Uh, seventh match. Hold on. Which belts you got there? You have the belts that Billy Corgan's using, or you have the blue leather titles? Uh, I'm just going the uh, ones that Corgan has, just the basic. Uh, uh, match number seven is for the most beautiful title ever. You know which one that is? The red NWA World Television title. That's the one. Arn Anderson. Hi, honey. Hi. How are you? I just wanted to tell you to make sure that you look at your window tomorrow before you leave for work. Y'all right on it because it's so dirty? Because it's funny. He needs to see it. It's great. <laughs> I will go look at it as soon as we get done. Get your done. jelly donuts. Your jelly belly. But yeah, I've got Arn Anderson against Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, nice. Nice. What Rude do we have? Uh, leading into the IC feud with him and Jake Roberts. Okay. Rick Rude. Mid, mid-80s WWF, or late-80s WWF. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, I've got Arn over with the Gord Buster. Nice. You'd think I would have said Spine Buster because it's beautiful. But synonymous I... with the Spine Buster, but he won more matches than the Gord Buster. Yes. Like Flair's known for the figure four, but never won the title. Never won with the figure four. Crazy, isn't it? I've always thought so. 
Uh, semi-main events up next. It is a six-man tag cage match. All right. I've got the fabulous Freebirds. Uh, the original... Uh, Terry, Buddy, Michael. Terry, Buddy, and Michael Freebirds. Taking on... The British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid. Oh, nice. Along with Bret Hart. Oh, nice. I got the Freebirds over in that one. Good deal. And then the main event, I, I guarantee most of the people listening to this are going to shit all over it. But I don't care because when I think world titles in the 80s, these are the two guys I think of. So for the World Wrestling Championship title, I've got Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Boo. With Ric Flair over. Yay. Boo. <laughs> Yay. Fuck Hogan. Well, I mean... Agreed, fuck Hulk Hogan, but, you know, growing up, 80s wrestling, I was a Hulkamaniac. You know, I believed in the say your prayers, eat your vitamins, blah, 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 all that shit. Say your vitamins, eat your prayers, yeah. Uh, vitamins, he meant steroids. Right, I didn't know that at the time. And he praying that you don't die from overdose. <laughs> he didn't tell you to do something he wasn't going to do. And training, you got to take. If you're taking steroids, you got to work out. Ask Woody. Right. He told Ted Allen one day, "Like I took them steroids you gave me. I ain't done that. You been to the gym? Well, fuck no. <laughs> That's funny shit. That's why I done ass. <coughs> I don't hate that card. Y'all ready to hear this one? I'm ready. Josh is in the bathroom. I'll wait till he gets out. I'm ready. Okay, he's ready. A uh, damn. I he didn't have to it, so he didn't stand up, right? I think he just rubbed one out real quick. <laughs> we don't know if he shit and because he'll stand up and make eye contact with you to wipe his ass. I got to figure out what's going on on TV. You got Statlander and <laughs> Athena, like, shaking, dancing, and taking clothes off. Well, damn, I would turn, but I'm ahead of you. I'd have done missed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my Starcade 1987, 86, whatever we're calling it, takes place. At the Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. Nice. Gordon Soley, Lance Russell, and Jim Ross are on commentary. God damn. God damn. He going all out. Tony Schiavone is handling the backstage interviews. Sherry Martell and Missy Hyatt will both have an interview segment later on in the night. Nice. Your referees for the night are Tommy Young, Earl Hepner, and Ronnie West. Nice. First dark match. For the WCCW Light Heavyweight Championship, Jeff Jarrett defends against Brad Armstrong. Oh, fuck. Jared retains with a handful of tights to turn heel. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Next match is the only match on the show that's not for a championship. Flamboyant Eric Embry against exotic Adrian Street. <laughs> oh, nice. Hell, yeah. Adrian Street over. Next match is for the NWA Continental Tag Team Titles. 
the stud stable of Ron Fuller and Jimmy Golden. Defending Jared, go ahead. I love it. Defending against Jerry the King Lawler and superstar Bill Dundee. Nice. Stud stable retains when Lawler turns on Dundee to set up their feud. Starting at the first of the year. First match on the actual pay-per-view is for the NWA Continental Alabama Heavyweight title. Wildcat Wendell Cooley defends against Ricky Steamboat. Nice. Oh, fuck. Cooley retains the title with the loaded boot. Loaded boot. Next match is NWA World Television Champion Double A Arn Anderson and NWA National Heavyweight Champion Tully Blanchard going for the world class tag team titles against the dynamic duo of Gentleman Chris Adams and gorgeous Gino Hernandez. Nice. Powder to the eye from Gino. Dynamic duo retain the belts. Next match is we've seen it a hundred times, but you can't book an 80 supercard without having the fabulous Freebirds versus the Von Erics for the WCCW six-man tag team titles. Von Erics come in the champions, but the Freebirds leave when Jimmy Jam Garvin ah, turns hip and joins yes. the Freebirds. Nice. Emily just yelled at Josh. He said, what? She said, Taco Bell's discontinued the Mexican pizzas again. And you just saw all the love and happiness drain from Josh's body. Yeah, they said they, they said that like a month ago that they won't have the supplies till like October, November. Oh, no, they discontinued it again, like took it this off is, the menu. This is bullshit. This is, I, wish, I don't even have a pot for tonight. Where'd she see that at? She saw it on TikTok. Emily saw it somewhere. Ah, oh, that's bullshit. On their website, they say that they'll have it back in October or November. Let's right, finish. This one, now, this was originally one that Josh had booked. It was supposed to be Bam Bam Bigelow versus Dusty Rhodes for the NWA US title. Uh-huh. Uh, so he already booked that one, and it was great. I'm going to change it. We're going to have a Georgia mainstay in the early 80s. The mass superstar Bill Eady against Dusty Rhodes for the NWA United States Heavyweight Title. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Dusty, Dusty comes in. Oh, goddamn. But a loaded mask and a headbutt leads to Bill Eady being the new NWA United States Champion. Nice. Next match is for the UWF Tag Team Titles The Nightmares, Danny Davis and Ken Wayne versus Hot Stuff Incorporated, Rick Steiner and Sting, managed by Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Nightmares with the victory in this one. Due to interference backfire from Eddie Gilbert. I like it. Did it? Hell yeah. This one's already been booked, but I ain't changing it. I've got the Midnight Express, Sweet Damn, Beautiful Bobby, and Jim Cornette against the Midnight Rockers. U.S. tag titles versus AWA tag titles. Midnight Rockers retain and gain the United States Tag Team titles. Uh, the AWA World titles will be absorbed into the U.S. Tag titles at that point. Nice. Hell yeah. Tenth match for the NWA Continental Heavyweight title. Barry Windham against the good doctor, Tom Pritchard. Hey. 
Tom Pritchard enters and leaves the Continental Heavyweight Champion. Hell yeah. Barry goes for a bulldog off the top. Pritchard moves. Rolls him up with feet on the ropes. One, two, three. I like it. Ah, hell yeah. Your semi-main event is for the NWA World Tag Team Championships. The British Bulldogs, Davey Boy Smith, and the Dynamite Kid against Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express. Beautiful. Uh, Ricky and Robert retain with a double drop kick to Dynamite, who just missed the diving headbutt as Davey is tied up in the ropes. I like it. Your main event is a cage match to unify the NWA and AWA World Heavyweight Championships. Special guest referee, Bruno San Martino. Nice. AWA World Champion Kurt Henning defeats NWA World Champion Ric Flair to unify the titles. Goddamn. Hell yeah. That's one hell of a fucking card. Yeah, I yeah. like that with everything extra you put into it, with having the uh, the storyline wise that you kept going with it. I like that. Yeah, I'll do it. To, I'll do the same way next week. If you guys want to do it? It's, it's actually fun to sit here and think of. Okay, you're, you're having this big blow off. There was no Georgia Dome, right? In that, uh, you wouldn't have it at Fulton County Stadium because it's fucking November in Atlanta. And that's yeah. back before global warming, so it was colder than fuck. Open air stadium, no. You would you wouldn't have it at the Omni because it wasn't big enough. So the closest dome stadium would be, you know, still in the south where you know the NWA was popular would be New Orleans. Then, like with WrestleMania, you know, you can play with Pontiac Silverdome. Ah, but we're not doing WrestleMania. What are we doing? Wrestlepalooza. Palooza. So do we need to book smaller venues then? Uh, I don't know. That one, it could be one of those. I mean, it's just Wrestlepalooza in name. You could have it whether you want to do the big arena, the small arena. But it's fun when you sit here and think of, you know, what arena, what city would you hold this pay-per-view in? You know, what would draw? Who's going to be your commentators? Um and I'll already tell you for next week, one of my commentators is staying. Jim Ross will be there with Joey Styles, and mm-hmm. I'll probably just leave that at. Oh, shit. Max Caster beat Trevor Aon. Nice. I might leave it as a two-man booth. I might throw Lawler in there for color. If I'm winning, I'm doing two-man booths. But, I ain't, no, but doing that, and uh, I'll go ahead and tell you now, mine will all be, uh, you know, like, I think y'all both did some of the same company guys against each other. Yeah. I mine tried not all, to. Mine will be all interpromotional. Mine was like, I was like trying to make mine all interpromotional. The only one I booked that wasn't interpromotional was the Freebirds Von Erics. But, again, to me, if you're booking in the 80s, that's a can't miss. Right. And, you know, like I said, you know, WCW or WCCW is to go out of business, too, uh, around, the same, around the same time AWA does, so. Include them in this in my fantasy world that, you know, Crockett bought them and, you know, Crockett still owns WCW in my universe is the way I'm looking at it. Benjamin, Tony Storm just spanked herself. Oh, I'll spank myself to it later. (laughs) But yeah, guys, if you think of it, like, do it like that, to me it makes it fun because 
and you know booking the finishes when you said that earlier that's when i did it so i knew where i was going to the end you like uh brad armstrong and jeff jarrett at, at that time they're two white meat baby faces right it just went yah yah top ball game nice no he didn't that's it took foul it looked like it hooked after the pole but it hooked right before ah shit but yeah, you know, you you gotta, and you know that's that's first match, very first thing to set the show was that. So it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of hot action to get the guys going, the crowd going. But you've got to do something different because it's two white meat baby faces. So you know, Brad Armstrong can't be a heel until he puts on you know the bad street mask. So Jeff, right. you know, with a handful of tights, cheap way to win, keeps the angle going. Now you got different ways to go with that light heavyweight title on NWA TV. And I just thought Eric Embry versus Adrian Street was a match I'd pay to see today. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at Continental, Stud Stable's synonymous there. So, uh, Tully and Arn, after I started thinking about it, hell, they wrestled everybody. Yeah, that's why I went ahead and split them up and tried to do... Well, then I thought, who had they wrestled? They hadn't wrestled Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez. And I'll be honest with you, the UWF tag title match I had was originally the Nightmares against the Lightning Express. But then that's Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner, so Brad would have pulled double duty. So I scratched that and uh, put Hot Stuff Inc. in there. Right. And I did make another change. At one time, I had Barry Windham versus one main game for the UWF heavyweight title. Nice. I'm not going to lie. When I was watching the pay-per-view, when Dr. Tom come out, I was like, oh, motherfucker. So I scrapped (laughs) the one main game and made that an NWA Continental title match. All right, guys. If you guys were booking your ultimate 80s card, what would it be? What matches would you guys have? Please let us know. Uh, We'd love to hear it. Whose card would you rather pay $39 to watch? Mine, Jason, or Ben's. Uh, Or send us your card. Uh, If you send us a card, we'll read it on the air. Absolutely, please. Since we're going to be doing... Send it to us on our Facebook, or you fuckers that always text me when we're late, you can send it to me in in my DMs. Yeah. Do this Dude, dog. Rampage is setting out to be a good card this week. Huh? Rampage is looking like a good card this week. Is it? You got Phoenix and Andrade. Okay. And then you got Hook against a guy I've never heard of called the DKC. I don't know. But, uh, and keep in mind, next week we're booking our Wrestle Palooza. Which is your best '90s mega pay per view? Yeah, what's uh, your ultimate using, '90s card? Yeah, using talent from ECW, WCW, and WWE. And if you want to throw some Memphis talent in there that did make it to the main roster, there's still some guys you can use. Um, I'd have to think about it for sure who was there at that time, but uh, a plethora of guys to go through. Right. And we're going to call it Wrestlepalooza just to be a little different. Uh, so we'll get that to you guys next week. Uh, don't know if Will will be back with us next week or not. They've got him closing all week this week. Uh, so hopefully he can be back to join us next week. 
And this, since this is so long and so in depth, we're not gonna make him give us one of these. Right. Yeah. This is gonna be way too much to try to have him do one for eighties and nineties. Right. So, and also with that said, um, Sunday is Forbidden Door. I think we are planning to watch it, so we will come to you a little early. Uh, with a little cut-in podcast like we did at Double or Nothing where me, Josh, and Will will come up with some way to determine who challenges Jason for the boob cup at that pay-per-view and uh, the two that are going Jason and whoever he's up against will give you their picks for Forbidden Door at that time. Uh, The other two, if they want to pick, we can do that off air and just, you know, for bragging rights between the, the people in the room. But we'll give you that guy. We'll give you that on Sunday. And I guess we'll take our last break and come back with our, our pops and yeah, uh, send we'll, off for the week. Yeah, we'll close it out and ooh. Nice. Oh, fuck. Did you poop? No, they just you, ran through the uh, Forbidden you, Door card. And one of the last matches they put on there? What? Bullet Club versus uh, uh, Bucks. Who was the other two? I couldn't tell. It looked Samoans, but I know it's not the... It's not Tama and Tonga. It's not Tama and Tonga. Maybe it was uh, Chase Owens and... But it was uh, the Bucks and somebody else for Bullet Hikaleo. Club. Hikaleo. No, Hikaleo and somebody else. Against... Sting, Darby, and uh, one of them was Takahashi. I couldn't tell who the other one was. It might have been uh, yeah. shit, Sonata. I guess I'll watch it back here in a little bit. And they yeah. called them dudes with attitudes. I just didn't want to keep watching it, not been able to listen to it, go back later and be like, I've already seen this shit, get frustrated with it, and skip it. So I right. just turned over the. But, yeah, guys, we'll be right back. We'll come back, close the show out, give you our pops, and uh, hopefully send you guys home happy like we always do. That's what I do to the ladies. Hey, now. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back. I don't know why I just said that when Ben did, but I just, you know, kind of finished my thought there. (laughs) All right, we are uh, ready to close the show out. We're uh, you're getting ahead of yourself. Calm. Well, I'm just. I don't know what you're talking about this. Calm. Twiddling my keys here. You're not twiddling your keys. You're rubbing your hands together with a seductive look on your face, and it's really freaking me out because how close you are to me. <laughs> He's got a doo doo. He's looking at you like that, making you go home. There. Like eye contact when they stand up to watch. <laughs> <God damn. laughs> Freaky shit. Anyway. I think that makes you married, Mississippi. I'm glad I'm not in Mississippi. <coughs> God almighty. Crookaletta, crookaletta eye. Humpback, humpback eye. <laughs> but yeah, we uh ready to close the show out tonight. We uh gave you our cards for our ultimate Starcade. Pay-per-view. 80s fantasy book fest, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> God, <laughs> you butchered that, but it was great. 
Supercard of Honor. Yes, Starcade Fantasy Book Fest Supercard of Honor, your mother and father. Palooza. <laughs> 96. Slam. I mean, 80. Never mind. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to have to book like the Ultimate Summer Fest or something. The Summer Fest. I actually like this. I'm, in, I'm having a ball with this already. Yeah, the only thing about it, though, we can only go so much with the interpromotional things. and. Yeah, but then we can go down to book your ultimate Starcade with just NWA guys. Book your ultimate WrestleMania. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you we know, can we can get guys, some knowledge out of this. 2010 guys. That changed it up a little bit from trying to figure out a different top five list to do. Every early week. TNA versus early Ring of Honor, early WWE versus... Ruthless Aggression versus Ring of Honor. Yeah, and then you can just do, you know, book your, book your top TNA from 2002 to 2004 before they go to Orlando, then book your, your ultimate Fox Sports card. You know, then book your three-hour pay-per-view. You know, you, there's so many ways we could do that. Right. Yeah. You know, because they, you know, they were rotating guys in and out a lot. Yeah. Book your uh, end up book, book your best NWA uh, pay per view for 2022 using the guys they have now. Oh, nice! I can make a hell of a card with that. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot we can do. Oh, you'll be glad to know I downloaded Doug Williams and Harry Smith as Commonwealth Nation on my game. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! I, that the gear Davey was right. Uh, the only thing is they don't have a bulldog on the legs. So they put a tiger on it. It works just fine uh, for the, uh, the all white gear. Yeah. But Doug, I, I put him in white trunks. Put the uh, Union Jack right there on the side. Did you get a broken nose. Gold. Got his blue uh, blue knee pad, uh, knee braces, white knee pads, the high white socks, the gold white boots. Don't forget the broken nose. Yeah, I couldn't change that. I didn't change the body size because they had him like he used to look. So I got him uh, old man Jack, this uh, plunky called him. Nice. Grab the wrist. <laughs> and he did, and he laughed. Yeah, I like that because we we popped Doug Williams. That that was good enough for me for the whole weekend. Yeah, it could have been a way we started the conversation off if I ended up sitting on the couch between them. <laughs> yeah, we're the guys that made, no, it wasn't until the next day we made it. Yeah, it was the next day when that happened, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Hey, we're going to be at the show tomorrow. What do you want your sign to say? Yeah. <laughs> Who got a poppy? I got first. Okay. What you got, Yashua? My pop is... These next run of podcasts we're going to be doing, these these, these top ten lists that we're doing, I'm, I've been super excited about this since we announced the 80s one. Yeah, it's the first time that, on any of our lists that we've done that I've heard you get excited about uh, once you're finished. Yeah. Usually I struggle to... Uh, yeah, most of the time you and we're like, I don't think I did it right. Which, most of the time you guys didn't. <laughs> But this one, you know, you you hopped it up since in our group chat since we've been asking who's who's got theirs done. Yeah. And 
told me I can't wait for you to hear it. So I knew that you put in some time on it. And I, I, I'm enjoying them too. Like it, it was work. I'm not gonna lie. It's you know to sit here and start because I did mine without looking on. I didn't look on the internet for anything. Right. Back <clears> time, <throat> See, and then once I started, it was like everything just started flowing. I looked just a little bit. I uh, I looked to check and make sure. Start breaking it down like early TNA this year to this year, and you know, the book your greatest WrestleMania from 2000 2009 and then 2010 to 2019. I'm gonna have to look at that. Right. Gonna, you know, I'm gonna have to look. Remember who was where and what they were doing and all that stuff, but. See, I had to do that with some of the WWF guys I used to make sure that I wasn't wasn't right. at the wrong time. Now, the 80s and 90s, that's, that's my wheelhouse. I don't think I'll have to do a whole lot of looking next week either. Right. Like, I've got one banger in mind that I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to put pen to paper on. Uh, it'll probably be a darkie, but it'll be Brad Armstrong versus Lance Storm. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I've got a dark horse for one of my 90s. I've already been thinking about it. I was going to put him on my 80s, but I was like, oh, wait, no. He didn't get branched out to the 90s. I thought it was the late 80s. I thought I was going to get him in the 89, but it wasn't. I'm excited about that. I'm peeling on two or three different opponents for him. Who is it? Stunning Steve Austin. Yeah, Austin started in Texas in like 88, 89. Yeah. Uh, but he got to WWE or uh, WCW, WCW. 92. No, nah, it was 91. 91. I think mean, it was 91 when they started doing the vignettes for everybody. Actually, I know he was there in 91 because he was in the worst scaffold match ever at uh, Great American Bash 91. <laughs> yeah, that's one match I'm excited about. Taylor versus PN News and Bobby E. Oh, God. Oh, God. PN News and a scaffold match just don't sound. Nah, them, them things go together like peanut butter and tuna fish. Is lamb and tuna fish? <laughs> peanut butter and tuna fish. <laughs> so, uh, you got a poppy there, Yason? I, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and do yours. I want to go last on mine because I'm kind of excited about this one. <laughs> My poppy is, I go back to the doctor. Monday, uh, he's gonna look at everything. Possibly send me for another MRI, which just means I'm one step closer to finally getting this surgery to get the pain relieved off the pain to get relief off my shoulder. Uh, went to therapy today. They said the range of motion is better, but there's still no relief on pain uh, or strength. So uh, I guess therapy did what he wanted to do was to test and see if we get the range of motion better which may help me lay flatter during a shoulder surgery. Right. Which I think was one of the problems during the neck surgery. So I'm thankful to actually have a doctor now who understands, communicates, talks the way I talk, and is trying to get me better. Hell yeah. And so that means Tuesday on the podcast, I'll have an update on where we're at uh, going forward. (laughs) Awesome. Now, keep in mind, if they see me for an MRI Tuesday, I'll probably have to call in. But right, man, that's fine. We uh, just, uh we totally Jason, understand. If I do have to call in, uh, 
because uh, I won't have therapy, but they see me for an MRI that's worse than two days of therapy because I got to lay there perfectly still with my arm bent for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Right. Uh, if for some reason I can't make it, you can fill in for me and do whatever challenge I come up with for the, the you know, the picks or whatever. Okay. All right, and uh, okay, mine is uh, <clears throat> it's actually going on something that we talked about on Guys Weekend. Uh, talked about a lot of shit. Hey, yeah, yeah. Well, this was the uh, <coughs> somebody felt something on them. <laughs> <laughs> Boogity boogity. I'd have run through the hallway. <laughs> I still don't think Josh knew I could move that well. <laughs> Especially naked. Shit. I right. clothes weighing me down. I was about to say it's easier naked. You ain't got all that fabric weighing you down. You gotta make sure you don't step on it when you run. But no, we uh we had talked about uh you know trying to hey, do something. Can you believe that you know that was you know a week and a half ago? It still and, don't seem like uh, it. No. The steak buffet just came out of my account yesterday. No shit. What? Yeah. Damn. That's a long pending process, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. fucking crazy. They were busy as shit, though, so... I think maybe some receipts got, you know, mixed up in the, in the next day or a couple of days or something, because you see the bag of receipts she was throwing them in? No, nah, I didn't see that. I just know it was busy as fuck. They have money bags overflowing with receipts under the register. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that probably took them a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I just thought that was weird, because it come out, and I was like, but I ain't been nowhere to spend that kind of money on foods, and I looked at the name, I was like, Oh, damn, that just came out? Uh, a little fun reminder of our trip. Right. But, uh, no, we were talking about, uh, you know, the off chance of, well, not really an off chance, just a, I don't know what you would call it, fantasy or whatever about me, uh, and hell, I even yeah, wrote it on the board over here. Go punch him out. Yeah, fuck you. Talk shit to the umpire. Sorry, Jason. No, you're good. Uh, he punched out and he talked shit to the umpire. And the umpire said, if you don't like it, hit the showers. He quit, he quit talking. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a, a hope. You know, just call it a, you know, <clears throat> possibility because it is a possibility. Right. Well, it's, it's one of those things to where. I told you that. Do what? I said Plunky even said that. Yeah, that's true. But no, nah, it's just one of those kind of, you know, you always sec- you second guess yourself on stuff like that. You know, it's like, I'd love to, but I don't know. It's one of them, you know, you grow up watching NWA and shit, and you're like, yeah, 
I don't know. I probably won't make it, blah, 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 whatever. Right. You know, we had talked about it, and you're like, yeah, you know, get your win back, drop a little bit of weight, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I had you believing in me, all, you know, you, Will, and uh, Josh, all three, talking about, yeah, you should, you should try, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? Well, I was, uh, you know, Emily is like the biggest, you know, she's not going to bullshit you. She's going to be a critic. She's going to be straight up. Oh, yeah, she's an asshole. Yeah, I mean, she's us. Yeah. Well, I was taking her to uh, cheer today, and I'm like, hey... I said, be honest with me. I said, uh, do you think I'm good enough to where I could make it? You know, talking about NWA. Right. I was like, do you think I'm good enough to where I could make it? And she's like, yeah, you, yeah. And I was like, you're not saying that because I'm your dad. She's like, no, I'm saying that because you're good and I think you could do it. Right. So that was like really good for me to hear today because I was – extra motivation right exactly. the extra it. motivation plus i was uh i don't know i was a little down in the dumps today for some <coughs> reason just kind of upset most of the day and then you know she said that and that kind of brought me up and everything and made me think okay well maybe i'm not just you know blowing smoke up my own ass right and i was like you don't think i'm too old do you she's like no you're old but i don't think you're too old same age DDP was when he started. Actually, you're younger. You're not 35 yet, are you? Uh, yeah, I'll turn 39 this year. Okay. No, you're not too old. Because, I mean, I know a lot of the guys at NWA were a little older. I mean, Rodney, Rodney Mack, Doug Williams. Uh, Them some bitches get AARP cards. <laughs> Uh, yes, they can wrestle on the weekends but they still get that check from the retirement right <laughs> but no uh, just the fact of how much she believed in me and saying all that that was a that was a real big push real big motivation made me feel really good there you go always believe in yourself Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you've known me long enough. That's my biggest thing is I always second guess myself. But yeah, unless you guys have anything else, that's just about does it for tonight. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, think that's, I think that's it for my side. All right. Well, uh. Join us next week, guys. We're going to have our Ultimate 90s Russell Palooza card. Uh, forbidden Door results and review. The Forbidden Door results. Will there be a new boob champion? Will we? Uh, will I retain the title? Will we? Will he tie with me for... No, he's, he's already had a longer run than me. Fuck. Who will be the challenger for the boob title? That we'll find out in our quick little... 30 minute Sunday episode we'll put out. Tuesday we'll be back with our regular format of hello. 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 <laughs>
sports entertainment and wrestling coverage. And hopefully with the progress they're making on the building, I can get us an update on RCW's grand re-grand opening. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's oh, uh, yes. I'm looking forward to doing the live podcast for the boys and for whoever decides to buy a, a ticket to it, yeah. buy a ticket for it. Well, remember the first one is going to do it for the boys because you don't want anybody to see the build until the show starts. Right. And then uh, we're going to come back and do the, an actual grand opening with the band and the, the full podcast for the fans, too. So that's two of them we can get out of the way. Yeah, and that's... I did that so we can do Tyler's podcast without anybody being in there so he don't have to talk in front of people. I think that's why he set it up that way. Hell, that works. James, we just went y'all, y'all. We're down one in the bottom of the ninth. No outs. Oh, shit. Y'all, y'all on a three-two count. Hell, yeah. Oh, Yuta and Suzuki going at it. Oh, nice. Now, they were about to see Kingston and Suzuki in just a minute. You just got Tanahashi and Mako just staring each other down in the ring while everybody else is fighting on the outside. <laughs> so, y'all watched it more than I did. Did they do a good build-up to Forbidden Door? It seems like it, yeah. They, uh... I mean, you'll watch it here in just a minute, but we got to... Four-way announced for the IWGP heavyweight title. Okay, so we got J.Y. versus Versus Okada versus Cole versus Hangman. Did I call it right? Yeah, Yeah. Okada shows up out here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was a good build. You're getting matches announced. Like, right now. This is just really confusing. What if Tanahashi takes the AEW title and Paige or Cole takes the IWGP? I would not hate that. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either, but it would show how much they're that much they trust each other with this partnership too. And it'll give you a world title to defend if you chose you know you you do another. Right, but if you you just gave the title to White, would you take it off of him that quick? I mean, it wouldn't hurt him. It's a four way. Agree. Involved in the finish, and that could be that could be him bitching. You know, I never lost my fucking title. Okay, this is going on right now is great. You got uh, Jericho Appreciation Society and Suzuki Uh, Goon fighting uh, all around. They're fighting all around the ring with uh, Yuta and. Uh, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz and all. Uh-huh. And while all that shit's going on around the outside of the ring, you got Moxley and Tanahashi just staring at each other inside the ring. Nice. Rampage, another good match. Cash Wheeler versus Jeff Cobb. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be good. Well, all right, guys. This has been the Turn the Buckle podcast for this week. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will, we miss you, buddy. Peace out, fuckers. Later.